The following contest is scheduled for one fall, and it's for the PCW Tag Team Championship. Coming down the aisle, your PCW Tag Team Champions, the men of 2000 holds, Natal and Steve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 85 of Podcast Championship Wrestling, hosted by your podcast tag team champions of the world. It's a big world. The men of 2000 holds, Natal and Steve. How you doing today, Steve? I'm pretty good today. I'm slowly recovering from... Long work weekend, crazy wrestling weekend. Oh, we had a lot of wrestling. If you were in Brooklyn this past weekend, you had NXT on Saturday, SummerSlam on Sunday, Raw on Monday, and SmackDown on Tuesday. Yeah, there was wrestling everywhere. Yeah. I had a little John Cena cosplay kid come into my store. Like, it was everywhere. That's a problem. You should have threw him out or call the cops. And if <laughs> you want to tell me what Steve should have done with that little John Cena lookalike, email us at podcastchampionshipwrestling at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at podcastchampionshipwrestling, facebook.com slash so says Natal. And of course, the one I love the most, Twitter at so says Natal1. Like, comment, share, subscribe, five stars, algorithms, done with shameless plugs. Done. Done. Let's go back into the world of wrestling. We're going to go all the way back to Saturday. Yeah, that's pretty far back. That is pretty far back. I, you know, I wish it was Saturday right now. Well, it kind of feels like it's Saturday right now because we are currently watching NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 while we are recording this episode of PCW for all you loyal PCW fans out there. And we're going to start off by talking about the card. Of yeah. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Which is a card that on paper you were like, all right, like... I'm not going to be wowed by this, but, you know, it's still TakeOver. But at the end of the night, oh, I, I felt like every single match delivered. I really enjoyed TakeOver 3. I enjoyed TakeOver 3 more than I enjoyed TakeOver 2. Oh, I agree. They literally shot on all of the bad thoughts I had about this TakeOver. I was like, okay, kind of glad I'm not going. Lies. Yeah. I wish I went because it was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, you wanted to see Code Orange live, didn't you? No, I did not want to see Code <laughs> Orange live. It's funny, I was going to text you uh, when the show started. I'm like, I thought you went to a wrestling event, not a shitty live concert. Yeah, I know, they were bad. Yeah. They were pretty crappy. Yeah, they, 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 they're, they're pretty poly wally crappy. But we're not going to talk about Code Orange, even though they do show up later on in the card yeah. with a cool intro. But whatever, we'll get to that. Let's talk about the match of the night. And in my opinion, IMO, match of the weekend, still. Wow. After I mulled it over and marinated it, it still was the match that kept me on the edge of the seat. All right. It was, it was my second favorite match of TakeOver, so. And it was Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah, I know. Versus Johnny Gargano, Mr. Johnny Wrestling himself. Yeah, this is a match. I feel like the last TakeOver event, I can't remember who Cien fought, but at the end of the match, we were both like, wow, he's a lot better than we gave him credit for, yeah. and he deserves better. After this match, it was just like, holy shit, this dude really deserves better. Because, I mean, you you ragged on him hardcore once you showed up. And he got yeah. rid of those suspenders, turned yes. heel, and has been a really compe uh, compelling mm -hmm. character. Like, Almas has been really good. He's he's almost like floundering. Uh, my, a friend of mine was telling me, apparently, he's not really happy, uh, with, happy? With, his, with his positioning. And, yeah. and you can't blame him, because the guy's been good. He's been delivering solid mm -hmm. stuff in the ring, and this match was no ex exception. Yeah, I mean, what we said the problem with him besides those horrible suspenders and hat and that 
like stripper looking outfit was they put him up against people that they no one ever wanted to see lose. Like, don't have to fight Ty Dillinger. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah, like, he was uh, he was fighting super over people when he was debuting. Mm-hmm. So, they gave him, like, the kiss of death right from the start. Yeah, immediately. But, yeah, but once they turned him heel... And, and, th- and this works for a lot of guys where... Because, you know, sometimes baby faces are very bland. They just smile and, yeah, I'm going to fight for you. But, yep. like, once they turn heel, you can really... Uh, see their character and the guys get to do a lot more when they're heels and almost is no exception to this where he's just been awesome as a heel and it's almost like del rio where you know they in mexico they wrestled with masks on and the fact that they're actually really good with their faces mm-hmm. it's astounding that like they're this good when they wrestled not having to use their face for so long it was one thing i loved about del rio his smug smile and yeah. stuff like that he, he was fantastic in that respect and I feel like Almas uh, uses his face really well too. He's got he's got like the smug smile too, mm-hmm. but not like uh, the full of himself one. Uh, the the way Del Rio gave it to him, more like the yeah you know it uh, mm-hmm. kind of attitude that he gives. I had no idea who the lady was because uh, uh, again, just life gets in the way, and we haven't been able to hardcore keep no. up with all this stuff the way we used to. Especially since there's like 17 hours of content a week. Yes. But I feel like she she adds a little bit to her, uh, his character because he was doing the whole like party lifestyle mm. and you know every everybody's lapping up everything I do so I like I, I like it I love the intro where they come out together and then she walks ahead and then she's just like all right come on it's yeah. time for you to mess stuff up and then you know he follows her I, I I thought all that stuff was good and then we get to the match itself and the two of these guys put, told a great story they they put on a crisp mask they did a lot of really cool stuff yeah my only big problem was was the finish only because Gar, uh, Gargano looked really really stupid yeah i mean the the girl throws a t-shirt at him and he loses his mind yeah he's like oh what once was and then eats a finisher yeah but i'm glad that andrade won because he was putting in work he was putting in work and and not that gargano wasn't but if gargano loses he's fine yeah you you hear the crowds like everyone screaming johnny wrestling like people are totally behind gargano Mm because He's, he is one of those baby faces where he may be a little generic. You don't get a whole lot yeah. of talking time. But his in-ring work does a lot of the talking for him. And yeah. he's really entertaining in the ring, so it's it, it's fine. So someone who's great for NXT, if he got moved up to the main roster, he'd be swallowed a lot. Oh, he'd be awful. He would be on main event on a weekly basis, and you would never see him on any other shows. He'd probably be losing to Kurt Hawkins. I believe it. That's how bad it is. But... Great match, in my opinion. Match of the weekend. Go out and watch it. Definitely, if you haven't seen it yet, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, I agree. Again, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite match of the weekend, but it was it was literally probably my second favorite match. Yeah. So from there, we go into another amazing match. This whole card was pretty stacked. Yep. Uh, and it's for the NXT Tag Team Titles with our current champions, the Authors of Pain, Tokar and Razor, <laughs> putting their titles on the line against Sanity. You see, this was my favorite match of TakeOver. This I, was a great match. I, I really enjoyed this match. First off, I, I, I found it very weird that the tag title match went on so early because TakeOvers mm-hmm. are usually uh, formulaic. It's like you get your, your undercard matches and then either tag or women. It, yeah. it doesn't matter uh, which one, uh, one goes on first. And then the world title. Like The yeah. three title matches are, are always the last three matches. So to break it up this time around, uh, I actually thought was really weird. But not weird in a bad way, weird in a good way. And, oh man, this match was good. First off, I mean, yeah, we joke around and call them Tokar and Razor, but the fact that they came out looking like Ninja Turtles. fake as Ninja Turtles yeah. did them no favor. I mean, they look cool. I thought they looked cool. They look cool, but still, they look like Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, with their awesome theme song coming yeah. out, looking badass, and then Sanity is like, yo, we got an awesome theme song too. Yeah. We, got the, we got the best theme song in the WWE right now, hands down. 
I marked out hard. Uh, anytime I popped crazy, my friend, my, my friend kept uh, saying I was marking out. So I got to say it on the episode today. That's fine. Um, oh, I, 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 I changed my name to Mark that week. Yeah, uh, the hardest mark out for me was when Pete Dunne came out. When they taped uh, the NXT TV show yes. prior to TakeOver. Which I need to watch. Yeah, too. when he came out, like I, I, I think that was the beginning of me blowing my voice out. I got up, I stood up, spilled my beer a little bit, just lost it for, for the bruiser weight. It was awesome to see him live. Uh, but back to the match at hand. This match was awesome. One thing that was weird being there live, because you don't get the explanation, was how Killian Dane was supposed to be in the match, and then all of a sudden he's down and Eric Young is all of a sudden mm -hmm. in the match. Uh, so live, that was weird. People are talking like, did, did Killian Dane hurt himself or something like that? But then you watch it live, and it was just like, oh, the Authors of Pain like, threw Sanity off their game. So to throw the Authors of Pain off their mm -hmm. game, Eric Young's going to wrestle the match instead. Uh, Killian Dane hadn't legally been in the match yet, so yeah. it was fine to just swap him, which I don't necessarily get that logic, but I appreciate the explanation. Mm -hmm. but these guys worked a fast-paced match. Again, the crowd it wasn't totally behind the Authors of Pain, but they didn't get the hate that like some of the other no. cities give them. But at this point, I don't get it. I, f I feel like the Authors of Pain do their job well. Yeah. They have a really impressive move set. Yeah, they, you know, they, they, they slow it down a little bit, but these are two really big guys really and, big and guys. when they're on their like big offensive kick mm -hmm. they're giving you like really crazy high impact stuff so for them to have to take it down a little bit it's totally understandable and then also when the match picks up again it it's it, it gives you these perfect ups and downs mm -hmm. uh in the match i thought this this was a great match it was an awesome pace i think eric young's elbow drop off the top rope is up there with randy savage yeah, and Shawn michaels sick elbow they drop. have really good elbow drops man it was so good i again lost my mind when nikki cross became involved in the mm -hmm. match because she was the one i wanted to see unfortunately she wasn't in the card but i got her i got to see her do something yeah which was fine by me and it was what a great spot <laughs> yeah and, and oh my god like being sandwiched between yeah. those two authors uh, between uh whoever tokar and razor or yeah. razor one of them and then getting the splash from killian dane like i, I hope she got a little uh, a little extra pay yeah <laughs> for taking that bump because that was crazy but the match was really cool and I, I wanted sanity to win but a part of me was just like well everybody's undefeated they're going to keep it on the office of pain so I popped huge when Sanity actually won this match and became the new NXT Tag Team Champions. I'm really stoked. And the spot we just mentioned really helped with them because it took yeah. one of them out. And I thought that was cool in regards to Sanity where all four members did play a part in some way, shape, or form mm -hmm. to make sure they beat these guys. Yeah. And it worked out so well. And it's crazy because essentially Sanity were the faces in this match, but they still wrestled a heel style. Yeah. Everybody was getting involved. I love the spot where I don't I don't know who, but we, we got to individual individualize him. So Tokar mm -hmm. has Eric Young up for a superplex, and then Razor comes and he's gonna power bomb Tokar to add more impact to the superplex. And Nikki Cross comes and grabs Eric Young's feet. Yes, and then you know Tokar just power bombs Razor. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. And again, Nikki Cross, she's the boss. Mm-hmm. So, so it was just Nikki Cross just showing she, she's she's an integral part of this team. She's yeah. not just there. She doesn't just scream and bite the ropes. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's a four-man team. Yeah. So if she goes into a match and they put the tag title on her for a match, it would totally make sense. It totally makes sense. And I would buy Nikki Cross going toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of the people in NXT. Oh, Ma maybe not uh, guys from the Authors of Pain, mm -hmm. uh, but some guys in NXT, I, I would buy it. But, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this match. It's... It's awesome to see a part in the WWE where tag team wrestling seems to matter. Yes. 
It only matters in NXT. It really doesn't matter much yeah. on the main roster. It's like there are some cool teams on the main roster, and uh, I feel like uh, the Raw Tag Team title match at SummerSlam was my favorite uh, match of SummerSlam yes. by far. But still, that was almost a matter of like, this was a really good match, but everything else around it was kind of meh. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Authors of Pain and Sanity put on a really good match while everyone around them put on a really good match as yeah. well. Uh, so they really worked for that accolade of Match of the Weekend, uh, you know, from me at least. But good for, for Sanity. It's going to be interesting to see where they go from this. I'd imagine a one-off match and then the Authors of Pain go up to the main roster. And then they'll vanish. Yeah, probably. That, and Ascension will happen to them because the Ascension yeah. were absolutely dominant yep. in NXT and then they withered away to crap on the main roster. But they were just so dominant in NXT, it's really like, well, what else are you going to do with them in NXT? Yeah. Well, the thing that made me super defecate myself was after Sanity won, they couldn't even really celebrate. No. Because the Red Dragons, if you guys know who they are, Bobby Fish and O'Reilly came in and just started stomping out Sanity. Mm. I unfortunately missed this live. Uh, Sanity won, they celebrated a little bit. I was just like, this is great. I need to use the restroom, look at merch I'm not going to buy, and get more beer. So I missed that. The crowd, like I heard the crowd pop huge when I was outside, and it was I was just kind of like, oh, maybe maybe Sanity just raised the titles again. I'm not yeah. missing much. And when I went back to rewatch it, I was just like, damn it. Yeah. I, I wish I was there for that. I was there, and I wasn't there. Yeah. It was awesome. Like, watching it at home, I doodled myself, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, the Red Dragons yeah. are here. Like, granted, uh, yes, they both... Did singles matches and stuff in NXT prior to TakeOver, but this is the first time they came in the ring. Yeah, as a team. So, Also, they're the most ugly, generic-looking people. They're very ugly and generic, (laughs) but they get their their job done. Oh, yeah, it's fine. The the stuff that they did when I rewatched it, it's just like, no, you can get away with being ugly and generic Mm -hmm. when you're doing stuff like this. Yeah. Stealing total elimination. Yes, straight up. Straps in total. But who wouldn't want to steal that move? That, that move is fantastic. Yeah. It's one of the greatest tag team finishers ever. Yeah. Easily. So from Sanity raising their hands to getting dropped by Fish and O'Reilly, we go into the next match of the night. And this is where Code Orange comes back. Mm. Where it's Aleister Black going up against Hideo Otami. Yeah, this was the match where I was excited to see Black's entrance live because I wanted to see how they do the raise mm-hmm. up thing. I was coming back to, to, to my seats from the bathroom break. So, of course, I missed it live. Uh, but what are you going to do? Yeah, this match wasn't bad. No, uh, um, I enjoyed it more rewatching it than I did live. Yeah, live I was just kind of like, all right. It, the it, commentary it, really helped the match. Yeah, yeah, and also I missed the fact that Jim Ross called the goddamn yeah. match. Like, damn it! All the small things I missed in the span of like five minutes. Mm. But it was just essentially what I expected. They kicked the living shit out of each other. That's how the match started. Yeah, they started kicking the shit out of each which other, which was really cool. Uh, Black got busted open. Yeah, in the match. I had a problem with the finish. Uh, Black's hot. People really like him, and, and you've turned a, to- a, a Tommy heel. I, I felt like a Tommy needed this win. Yeah. Um, hey, because he's like screaming, like, "What about?" He's like a Raven now. He's like, "What about me?" Yeah. And it's like, well, well, what about you? Yeah. At least when Raven was screaming, "What about me?" He was like, he he, he was taking it out on people and then winning. Mm-hmm. You know, because of it. A, to- a Tommy's just a, a, a little brat, essentially. Yeah. Because he's not getting the job done. So from that perspective, I was a little bummed. Like, I'm not the biggest a Tommy fan, but. You know, it's pro wrestling. You can see it from, from a hole. And, and and from the big perspective, Hatami needed this win. Yeah, he really did. Aleister Black is still undefeated. Big deal. He's got a cool look, but his moveset doesn't wow me just because, again, it, it, it's a lot of kicks. Yeah, the kicks look brutal. Yeah. But still, like, 75% kicks mm-hmm. from Aleister Black. 
who has the coolest t-shirt, and I'm kicking myself in the ass for not buying it. Because I was just like, oh, I'm not a big fan, but man, his t-shirt's awesome. I know his t-shirt's awesome, but you can't be a hypocrite. Like, I thought it would be a hypocrite. No. No, no you know why? Because like it doesn't people. have his name on the t-shirt anywhere. That's true. So I'm not repping something that I don't I don't stand by. But either way, the, the match wasn't by any means bad. It was my least favorite match at the TakeOver, but it was also because everything around it was really good. Yeah, I mean, it's sandwiched between two incredible matches. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Alistair Black... One, I was very indifferent, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. I'm, I like a Tommy. I don't know how I feel about him being a heel and being like, what about me or whatever. Yeah. Like, but you had to do something with him because yeah. all his all his steam was destroyed. Mm -hmm. I mean, he got injured at really wrong times. And then when you try to bring him back and, and give him the, the big face uh, a run again, you put him up against Austin Aries, which is tough because the crowd was super hot for Aries at the time. And then he hurt himself again. Yeah. So injuries have really hurt Atami. Shinsuke filled that that international void yeah. that he was supposed to very much be a part of in NXT. So the poor guy's just really been dealt a crap hand while he's been in NXT. He feels like a super senior. Like everyone else <laughs> got graduate graduated and he's like been left back. Yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like a little a little indifferent towards both these guys. I don't hate either of them. No. I think Black has a really cool look and he very much stands out. Like yeah. On a roster where everyone's tatted up or has long hair or something like that, he's able to stand out mm -hmm. with, like, his tattoos and his long hair. Yeah. I do enjoy the whole CM Punk uh, cross-legged sit-down thing in the yeah. ring. It's almost kind of like a screw you to the people that he's wrestling. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, you're a threat, but not that big of a threat. Look, I'm just sitting down. Yeah. Like, I like some of that stuff, but... I don't know. We'll, we'll see where they go in the future with these guys, because, I mean, Black's still undefeated, so obviously... They got plans for him. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here with uh, Aleister Black. So after Aleister Black is victorious, we go into the next match of the night. Second to last match. <laughs> and it is for the NXT Women's title with our current champion and longest reigning NXT champion of all time. Of all time. Going in, she already held that title for 504 days. It's ridiculous. Going in. That's, that's a long time. Yeah, it was like <laughs> WrestleMania weekend last year. Yeah. Then, right? Yeah. It's disgusting. It's like a year and a half. Yeah. But you've built her so strong at this point, really. Mm-hmm. Who the hell's going to beat her? Yeah. Well, she was putting her title on the line against Ember Moon. Ooh, could she be the one? Well, we won't say right now, but let's talk about the match first. What a hell of a match. Yeah, I enjoyed this match. This, between the this match embarrasses everything that's happened on the main roster with <laughs> women. And it's like, yeah, damn it, this is how, like, Sasha and Bailey were like this, and Charlotte, oh, God, and Becky, yeah. and all these ladies that came from NXT who moved up were like this. What happens? It's like it's the writing on the, yeah, on the main yeah. roster. It's so frustrating because yeah. Asuka and Ember Moon put on a hell of a show. First of all, Asuka had a crazy-ass pop. Yeah. Like, people were eating her up. I was one of those people that went crazy for Asuka. Like, I'm not, I'm not spent on Asuka, but I don't... She's not up there with, like, you know, Bailey or Nikki mm -hmm. Cross or any of these people for me. It's a presence. It, it was cool to see her, and she had crazy headgear and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Her character is a hell of a lot more fun now than she was a year ago, only yeah. because now it's just, like, she hears the stuff that's uh, that's talked about her, and she believes it. She's yeah. like, I I'm the best. Like, what's up? I loved how... um. During the ring entrances for the match, and you know, the current NXT Women's Champion Oscar, and she's like mocking it yeah. while, along while yeah, she's saying it. She's so just like, good. "Who are you, bitch? I'm the NXT Women's yeah. Champion." Like she's get, she's another one doing all the really small things, 
so right. That makes it so entertaining to watch. And it's a great heel uh, persona, inflated ego. Like, yeah. That's so easy to do. And it's good. Like, they haven't gone full-blown heel on her. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, the, the Miz, granted, like, he's essentially a chicken shit heel. Yeah. But he does have an inflated ego. Her inflated ego is way different than his because he has to do all these underhanded things to win yeah. and stuff like that. Asuka's doing all this stuff on her own. So why wouldn't her ego just be swelling up on a weekly basis? Yeah. And it's so much fun to watch. Amber Moon was really good. Very uh, focused mm -hmm. uh, during this match, which is good. You you want the baby face to do that. You know, she's been chasing Asuka for, uh, for a while. She's been screwed out of matches. She almost beat her until Asuka threw the ref in the mix. Threw the ref in Exactly. So it was just like, you know, like, this, this is my moment kind of thing. I thought... I thought both were like very believable in what their characters were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And they put on a hell of a match. A hard-hitting match. Asuka looked to be in a considerable amount of pain at the yeah. end of the match. And it turns out she broke her collarbone in the match. So really? why the hell would she not be in pain? Yep. It's being reported by WWE.com. So a part of me is like... I don't know if it's a work or a shoot, mm -hmm. and I feel like it, it's a bit of both. Yeah. Like, she, like she she might have fractured it, yeah, or something, something like that. But you got to play it up yeah. a little bit more. I just hope this doesn't lead into like her giving up the title, and it's like, oh, we'll get a new women's champion, but Oscar's never been beat. I know, piss me off. Uh, yeah, it would it would piss me off too. But yeah, she looked to be in a lot of pain during the match. I don't know when it happened, but she'll have to just have a summer of Oscar and come back with the title. <laughs> yeah. But even if it happened like two minutes before the finish and she still wrestled two minutes mm -hmm. with that, like that, that's yeah. impressive as hell because that's got to be excruciating. Yeah. But they beat the crap out of each other. A lot of the false finishes were really good, especially oh, after yeah. uh, the first Total Eclipse. Yes. Uh, I was just like, all right, fine. This is fine. New Women's Champion. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. No, New yeah. Women's Champion. Uh, I, I tend to not like sometimes when baby faces sell fr uh, frustration from things like that, like a kick yeah. out of the finisher. But. Because of the way the match had worked, it made sense that Ember was just really getting frustrated. Like, mm -hmm. what can I do? I, I can't blame, like, a ref push or anything. Yeah. I'm throwing everything at Asuka, and Asuka's still kicking out. And it's the first time someone kicked out of that move. Usually she hits it, done. Yeah, done. This so. was like, no. Uh, put Really putting Asuka over in a big way. And even in uh, a loss, Ember Moon looked really good and really credible. There we go. We just spoiled it for you guys. Asuka put Ember Moon in an Asuka lock, and Ember Moon tried to get out, and Asuka reapplied the Asuka lock again, and then Ember Moon tapped it. That's it. Still, your NXT Women's Champion. Good for Ember Moon. Again, who knows where they're going to go with anyone from here, because... Yeah. Everyone that's gone up against Asuka has just been knocked down. Yes. Uh, and Amber Moon and Nikki Cross are really, like, the only two that have mm -hmm. kind of, like, taken her to the limit. Yeah. I mean, love Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, but the way they've been positioned, they're nowhere yeah. near on the level no, no, no. Uh, as Asuka. So if they go into a match, Asuka is just going to be like, yeah, that's cute. Finger poke of doom. Yeah, and I mean, Ruby Riot's there, but she's no Ember Moon or Nikki No, because she hasn't been built up enough yet. Yeah. Like, you can tell people are behind her. She has a lot of energy, and she's mm -hmm. by no means bad in the ring. But uh, I, she just hasn't been built up enough for me yet to like really get behind her and be like, hell yeah, take the title off her. Oh, I totally agree. But I'm happy Asuka retained. I actually mm -hmm. wanted Ember Moon to win also. I was torn in this match because I like both competitors. Yeah. But I was happy with Asuka retaining the title. So the final match of the night for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 was for the NXT Championship with our current champion, the glorious one, Bobby Roode, putting his title on the line. 
against he's been undefeated since he came back. Everything that he did before doesn't count. <laughs> this guy's mad tall. Drew McIntyre. He's so deceptively tall. I mean, he's even huge. Even there live, I was just kind of like, this is a big guy. And then I rewatched it on the network, and, and you know, right before the match starts off, and they're staring at mm-hmm. each other face to face. I mean, Bobby Roode's. He's not a monster, but he's by no means average. And to see how much McIntyre towered over him, it's just like, Jesus Christ, you're huge. Uh, it's like Sheamus. When you look at Sheamus, you're like, oh, he's a big guy. And then you see him next to somebody who's like 6'3", and you're like, oh, my God, Sheamus is a monster. Yeah. Same thing with Drew McIntyre. It's because he's not built like a big guy. Yeah. Like He's still lean. Yes. So his body frame does throw you off. You think he's like 6'2", six, 6'4". Six, yeah. He's but he's 6'7". Six, six, he's like Undertaker yeah. height. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, th- this match was essentially exactly what I expected it to be. A, a really slow match at the beginning mm-hmm. that w- you know had a lot of ups and downs, but I enjoyed the hell out of this match. It was a very fun, boring match, yeah. if that's the way. Like Usually some matches are like boring, like a Randy Orton match. You're like, this is boring. But this match was like... Under the category of boring, but still very interesting uh, and fun. You see, I wouldn't call it boring. It was just, it was slow. Yeah, maybe I'm using a word. Yeah, it's because the, the story they were telling is a different kind of story. Yeah, Randy Orton's boring. Yeah, it, Randy Orton's a conundrum to me because I love his moveset, but I think he puts together boring-ass matches. Yeah. This match, I, I really enjoyed. Again, they, they beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. It was really hard-hitting. There was a moment, I, I mean, I, I had fantastic seats for the show, but you couldn't hear this live. But rewatching this on the network, there was a moment where I thought to myself, oh man, my friend would hate this. You know, Bobby Roode pushes Drew away, Drew's mm-hmm. in the corner, and then Bobby Roode says to him, I'm in your head. Yeah. My friend absolutely hates it when a wrestler tells another wrestler, I'm in your head. He's like, if you're going to tell the guy, other guy that you're in their head, then you're not in their head. So I was just like, oh, he's going he's gonna to bow his head in, in shame at that. And it sucks that Bobby Roode was the guy to actually say this. So it was just like a little personal aside for me where yeah, I got a kick out of it. I'm like, oh, it's going to piss my buddy off. But I, I don't really like it either. Yeah, if you're in the guy's head, you don't have to tell him. The guy's going to be shaking up and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's a small nothing that doesn't detract or add anything to the match either way. But I just felt the need to bring it up. But again, I really enjoyed this match. Picked up crazy near the end. I love the glorious DDT into the rollover to do the glorious DDT again. It just I just think visually it looks so cool. I'm not the biggest fan of the Claymore just because it's like, eh, the running knee. Like, it, mm-hmm. look, it was exciting when, when uh, Daniel Bryan did it and, and broke yeah. it out of nowhere, but now it's just kind of like, well, you're bigger. You should have a more impactful kind of finisher. I get the out of nowhere yeah. kind of factor, but I don't know. I don't, I don't love his finisher, but his old finisher was the Future Shock, and you can't have DDT against DDT. But I do like how it came out of nowhere where, like, he was able to get out of that second glorious uh, DDT with, with the headbutt out of nowhere and then, boom, the, the Claymore, and then he yeah. got the one, two, three. And, 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 and the crowd popped. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't pop as big as I had hoped they would. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, I, I've been a fan of McIntyre since he was the chosen one. Yeah. Like, when he first showed up. Uh, I really like Drew McIntyre. I was like, yeah, you know, he don't talk so good, but I mean, like, look at this guy in the ring. Yeah. But his style now is like evolved, and he's he really is very intense mm-hmm. in the ring, and everything is very calculated. And I really, really enjoyed this match, and it was really the finish that I wanted to this match. Yeah, Drew McIntyre wins, and he's still undefeated, and he's your new NXT champion. And um, Bobby Roode's already on to greater and better things, I guess. I hope he made his. Uh, Main roster debut on SmackDown Live. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, th- think about it. On, on the main roster right now, you know, se- separate shows aside, you have AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, and Samoa Joe, all mm-hmm. former TNA world champions. Yeah. And two out of the three have been doing good things. You know, we were scared as hell for, for Joe in particular, just yes. because of, like, the way he looks and we know the way Vince is. 
So it's just like, oh, he's fat, and then he's just going to bury Joe. Yep. And, like, granted, Joe's not winning titles, but Joe's still being billed as a monster, yeah. and, and he looks very impressive. AJ, you could tell Vince absolutely loves him, and it's yes. probably just like, why didn't I sign this guy 10 years ago? Yeah. So I'm really hoping something like that happens with Bobby Roode, because not only is the character entertaining and ridiculous, too, but he's sound mm-hmm. in the ring. I feel like his, his really slow style might turn a lot of the casual people yes. off and like get boring chance and it's just like no it's not boring he's telling a story that's picking up remember Dean Ambrose versus Triple H at like one of those roadblocks and oh then, and, like, what a match yeah and, like people were saying it was boring and it's just like no this is a match that's pick like this is intentionally slow yeah. and it's picking up and picking up and picking up and picking up when like that's the way rude matches are uh, they start off kind of slow it's it's the the heel showboating trying to get in the into the guy into the guy's head yeah uh, and, and to piss the crowd off too. Uh, and I feel like on the main roster, this is probably going to get lost on some people, but we can hope that's not going to be the case. But um, back to the TakeOver match. It, it was cool when Drew finally won. You know, sometimes when people win and win the title, they, they really look like, like like so much emotion has come yes. over them. And, and granted, Drew's been with the company before, and he's won titles. He's a former mm-hmm. IC champ, former tag champ. But, like, when he was holding the NXT title, like, the guy really looked like, appreciative and like you know this is my moment like i finally made it and as a fan watching it in the crowd i thought it came through very well and i was really happy for him and again just screaming my goddamn head off because i was so excited for him and then again another title change happens and it gets interrupted yeah gets interrupted by the fish and o'reilly again but this time they're just kind of like chilling on the apron they're like what's up we got t-shirts yeah we got t-shirts and adam cole baby shows up which is really cool. Oh, man, the crowd popped hard. Yeah, that. that's really cool. I'm I was not- like, who's this guy? And yeah. Then, and then my buddy was like, Adam Cole. It's like, I know that name. Yep. Another uh, two, out, two out of the three matches in TakeOver. Well, both titles changed hands, and then it, it just got smeared all over by someone else coming in and just interrupting. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool. It really felt like a TakeOver. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, good. Like, yeah, they took over the new titles, and then these guys showed up. Mm-hmm. All right, now Drew McIntyre took over the NXT, the brand, because Bobby Roode was coining it as my NXT, yeah. and Drew McIntyre was the face of NXT. He's like, no, we are NXT. And yeah, bringing the old moniker yeah. back. You know, and then that shit got taken over by, that yeah. by Adam Cole. So yeah. I thought that was really cool. Me too. And I like, you know, he performed the beatdown and held the title over McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Not... Not, like, overtly flaunting it or anything, just kind of looking at it and tossing it to the side. And not in a disrespectful way to the title, but in a disrespectful way to the champion. Like, I felt that it was almost like, oh, enjoy while it lasts. Exactly. Which is what I really, really liked. Uh, Yeah, I thought thought it was a cool moment. And they they got me. They got, like, legitimate heat from me because I was just like, damn it. Let Drew enjoy his moment. Yeah. I was like, well, no, this is pro wrestling. Not, not yeah. everybody gets to enjoy, enjoy them. Not everybody gets to have the Shinsuke celebration mm-hmm. that he had last year. And, and it's the beautiful thing and one of the things we love about wrestling, you know. The first SummerSlam we went to, of course, you want to see Undertaker's entrance. And Brock Lesnar comes out and destroys that. Like, it's it's masterful. Yeah. Like, having the things that you want taken away from you yeah. are just great in pro wrestling sometimes. And this is another one of those moments. Like, I wanted to see Drew have the, the great celebration and go around and smack hands with people. And it's yeah. just like, no. You you put on a, a, a really good match, got the crap kicked out of you after the match, and here's some more ass kicking for you. Yeah. I thought it was a really good way to end TakeOver. And it really set the stage going forward uh, uh, as far as NXT as yeah. a brand. Yeah, literally, this is... 
starts the next chapter. I'm like, mm -hmm. what's happening in the tag team division and what's happening already in the main event picture, which is crazy, which is like amazing. They really just crown new people and already they have formidable opponents lined exactly. up for them, which is fantastic. It's great. But then it's also scary because if they win it too fast, it's kind of just like, well, where's the drama? Mm-hmm. And then if you have them do other stuff before they go back to the people that they've already attacked, it's just like, well, your initial attack has lost some of its weight now. Yes. Uh, so so it is uh, positioned a little weird, but also it's NXT, so I have faith mm -hmm. in uh, what they're going to do going forward. But I, oh, I was super stoked coming out of NXT. Was really looking forward to SummerSlam even more so after it, just because, again, you, you watch a great show, you're just like, oh, we're going to get some more wrestling. But NXT really, really came hard. It was a shame. There were a lot of empty seats at the show this year as opposed really? to previous years. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, you dummies missed out. And one of the friends I was with at the show was like, part of it's probably just because, like, on paper, there's not as much star power. Yeah. And he's not trying to take away from what the guys on the roster now bring to the table. Like, they are great. Rude is fantastic and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But it's not a name like a Samoa Joe or no. Shinsuke Nakamura and stuff like that. Even Bailey, just because, like, the the, the big build yeah. that Bailey had gotten so long, she was so synonymous with NXT that she was very much a draw for NXT. But, you know, like, Drew had come back just earlier this year. And, granted, people are, are, are going to be into Drew. And then especially, like, the hardcore people that, that follow indie stuff so they knew what he was doing when he left WWE. Mm -hmm. But it's not these giant names that are going to grab you and make you want to shell out money. So from that perspective, I, I understood his argument, and it was a shame because people missed out, man. It was a great NXT. I could totally agree to that argument because when I read off the card, I was like, well, I'm not that upset I'm not going. Yeah. And then I sat down and watched it. I'm like, now nah, I'm really upset I'm not, I didn't go. Uh, and then Damn I, it. And then I told you about the tag team match on the TV tape, and yes. you were just like, what the hell, man? Yeah. And if you guys are wondering... I'm not going to tell you. Because, yeah. granted, I know everybody that was in the match. I forget the name of one of the bearded, mustachioed dudes. Well, who cares about him? It was you're Tyler, you're it probably was, talking about Trent Seven. There you go. Yeah. Tyler Bates and that dude against Wolfgang and Pete Dunne. Yep. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven. <laughs> Where I'm like, you have a really nice face, but, like, your body's mad sloppy, but you're, like, a wrestler. Oh, I can wrestle. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you look like me. <laughs> but I am one half of the podcast acting champions mm -hmm. in the world. It don't matter how I look, it's how I put you down. Exactly, and they get put down every single time. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So back to faith and stuff, I had a funny analogy, and I still want to say, even though it doesn't mean anything now. I have Peter Vincent faith in WWE, but I have Charlie Brewster faith in Ooh. NXT. And if anyone doesn't understand what that means, hit pause on this podcast, slap yourself in the face, watch Fright Night, and then when that's done... The original Fright Night. Yes. The remake's actually really good, it's too. It's a good movie. It's very good. But yeah. you got to watch the original one to understand this and then listen to the rest of the show. Yeah. Well, how could we not like the remake The Doctors in it? Yeah. But it was before I even knew he was the yeah. doctor. So when I started watching Doctor Who, I was like, oh, Peter Vincent. All right, let's yeah. do this. So funny. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Oh, what a way to, to see it. Anyway. Let's get back to the world of wrestling. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 is done. Saturday is over. I turned off my TV. I went, shit. And then I went <laughs> to sleep. Knowing that's okay. The wrestling gods will bless me the next day. Because we are on our way to SummerSlam. To SummerSlam. And if you went to the event live and wanted to see everything the way we do. Because, you know, these mm -hmm. tickets aren't cheap. You're going to a work day yeah. full of wrestling. You're in that venue for like seven hours. Yeah. Well, what sucked was they started letting people in at 5 when it started, yeah. which was really confusing. Shame, shame, Barclays. I know your name, Barclays. Like, 
why would you do that? Uh-huh. So I'm going up the escalator, listening to the Hardy Boy theme song, mm-hmm. and I'm like, great. I really wanted to see these guys live. I've never seen them live. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do delete and gyrate in my seat, Jeff Hardy style, to their theme song, and I couldn't because I was on the yeah. escalator on the way to the match. But you at least got to see some of the match. I yeah. like when I finally got to my seat because I, I had to look at Merch and, yeah. and blow your mind with some gray AJ Styles gloves. Yo, you, you got me phenomenal clapping <laughs> gloves yeah. for the evening. Oh, they're the best gloves for pro wrestling yes. shows. Uh, and of course, you know, get beers because I'm an alcoholic at these things. Mm-hmm. So I got to see a really cool finish. I, I like the finish of the match, but that was all I got to see. Yeah. And I was also super bummed out just because, like, like, like it's the Hardys. It was such mm-hmm. a big deal. They wrestled to essentially what Kalisto and Ryback wrestled to at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, easily, there was like, there was like 27 f- people in the yeah. arena. Uh, you're, yeah, yeah. I was gonna be a little generous to say about forty. But yeah, yeah. No, totally like twenty-seven people. Mm-hmm. Six people did the delete thing yeah. to Matt Hardy at the end, and Matt deleted them and did the crazy arm thing. And was and it was really like nobody was there. I don't understand why it was timed out like that. Yeah, takeover. We just walked in. We didn't even have to wait on a line or anything. Wow. We got in there, look, you know, looked at the crazy yeah. stand outside, walked in. This was like we waited a good 15, 20, and and that I'm probably not even. I'm probably being more generous than yeah. I should with a 15, 20 minute Oh, yeah, wait. no, it was, it was way... It, uh, Raw was really easy. Like, I literally yeah, just walked, walked in, right into... Walked right in. Yeah, so maybe it was something weird or something going on mm-hmm. backstage or some kind of you know, technical difficulty or whatever inside the venue, but it was yeah. just very weird to let us in right at the start time and then to start the show before anybody's there, yeah. essentially. I thought it was very weird. It was, it was a little bit of a letdown. And if you guys are wondering who the hell wrestled because we didn't tell you <laughs> yeah. yet... It was the Miz Taraj, so the Miz, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel, you know, six man tag going up against the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan. Uh, Jason Jordan got pinned by the Miz, yeah, which is awesome. And, and it was a cool finish too, because Jason Jordan was doing his, you know, his offensive thing once you know the, the hot tags made, and he, mm-hmm. he, he's going crazy, and then he's going to like act suplex. I, I forget who from the Miz Taraj yeah. it was, but he wasn't the legal man. And the Miz comes in and out, from out of nowhere hits the skull crushing finale on Jason Jordan and gets the win. I thought it was a really cool finish. Yeah. Then you got the Miz drawing to like the three people in the front row with that crazy tight Arch. camera yeah. shot. Oh, that tight so camera. So tight, so the people watching on the network wouldn't know that he was yelling literally at three people. I'm yeah. not even like messing around. It was three people in that front row mm-hmm. that he was drawing to, and it was sad too because it's like, look at our Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, on the kickoff show, wrestling to no one. Yeah, it's funny if you guys didn't watch Raw, he actually mentioned that. On Monday uh-huh. Night Raw, because, uh, of course, Kurt Angle comes out and introduces John Cena. John Cena comes out. He's like, it's great to be on Raw. There's one person I want to be face-to-face with. I'm sitting there live. I'm like, who? Roman Reigns, the cheetah, the double R comes out. I'm like, great. Cut your boring-ass promo because you're just a boring-ass person. Yeah. But then The Miz comes out. And it's great because The Miz is like, how many moments do you guys really need? You guys don't deserve them. You are like the two most <laughs> undeserving people, and you get moments all the time. The crowd agrees. We're cl- we clap oh, with yeah. him. But before he go and cuts this nasty promo on both of them, uh, how much they both suck, the first thing he says is, so this is what a sold-out Barclays looks like. I wouldn't know. That's awesome. And then cut his promo. And I was like, Miz, this is why I love you. Mm-hmm. This is why you are the sugar honey iced tea of the WWE because you tell it like it is. And it's so true. It's such a shame that he wrestled to no one. Yeah, it is a shame. Oh, and the other best thing about Raw is when Roman Reigns and John Cena was in the ring at the same time, I was able to chant, you both suck. Oh, that's fantastic. Which was great because they both suck. Because they do both suck. Yeah. 
But back to SummerSlam and the kickoff. Next match of the night was for the Cruiserweight title. Yeah, who cares about the Cruiserweight title, right? It's on kickoff mm, show. Like four people. Yeah, who, who one, gives, of, one, one of the guys we went to the show with seemed to care. Yeah, who, who gives a sholly shit about it? So the current champion, Akira Tozawa, putting his title on the line against the former Cruiserweight champion, the king of the Cruiserweights. Neville. Yep, sporting new ring gear, nice mm -hmm. white look for the match. This was a pretty good match. They didn't go super crazy, but again, it's on the kickoff, and it's also mm -hmm. just the second match on the kickoff. But there, there, there were some cool moments. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is about this hour, but I don't love him. Like, you know, people are highing, and I'm just like, huh? Yeah, I, I'm highing. Yeah, apparently, ha, ha, ha. I thought it was someone trying to laugh who's asthmatic. And <laughs> that's what I thought it was. But I was like, oh, that's his thing. Like, like Ascension's kya, kya, kya. Oh, but I love that. Oh, I kya, kya, kya. Uh, I, when they wrestled at the Royal Rumble, like I was really the only person who kiaed, and there were like people sitting in front of me who looked up at me like, "What the hell are you doing?" I, and I just wanted to kick them in their stupid faces. You should have kiaed them. <laughs> I should have kiaed them. I, I definitely dropped the ball there, but I knew what the ha ha was about, and I, I, I still didn't care. But I did like the way the match ended. We we essentially we're gonna get a repeat of Raw. Neville's down. Uh, Tazawa's gonna do that that crit, and I'll give it to him. That senton off the top rope looks brutal. Oh yeah, like we've seen a lot of sentons before. I really like Bubba Ray's just because like his mask, like his senton always looked good. But he was coming off the second rope. Mm -hmm. Tazawa gets a lot of height and a lot of impact. Yeah, he goes for it. Neville gets the knees up. Tazawa's down, selling on his belly, and Neville gets up and hits the red arrow on Tazawa's back, rolls yes. him over, and we have a new cruiserweight champion. Which is kind of caca pee pee poo poo because, like... What was the point? Neville just lost it on Raw yeah. and won it back on Sunday. I believe he was cruiserweight champ for about, going into about almost eight months. Yeah. So he had a very good, strong run, and then you just stop it abruptly mm. and then put it back on him. and he legitimized that title because as much as we wanted kendrick to be that dude like he didn't get to have a very long run with the title no they wanted it to be perkins and it was just like please yeah he's got cool wasted ring entrance yeah. on a loser no one cares about him and, no, and he's a heel now and still no one cares yeah about him. uh they dropped the ball on rich swan because swan yes. had the crowd behind him swan also got hurt in in his defense mm -hmm. uh again injury screwing up things but no swan was the one cruise away where people were finally like yeah no we kind of care yeah and then neville turned heel and it was just like ooh, yeah because he already had people behind him beforehand mm -hmm. and then he had a really good run as the champ he had a lot of good matches the, the wrestlemania match with austin aries was just one of the standout wrestlemania Fantastic matches match uh, and that was on the kickoff yeah but it was just, it was still like really good he did he did cool stuff with jack mm -hmm. gallagher or gallagher however the hell Either he or his tomato name. tomato yeah uh the, the other cool mustachioed uh englishman on the roster so Neville was doing really cool stuff. I was upset when he dropped it to, to Zawa. I mean, you would imagine the, the whole reason to have him win it again is to get, like, a pop from the crowd. But, again, it's on the kickoff show. And granted, there were more people watching this match than for the first match. But still, not even at half capacity for no. this match. And it's a heel. Like, you, you're not going to get a huge pop no. for the heel. So I, I don't understand it. I do like it, though. Yes. I, I like Neville with the title on. So, the title fits him. Yeah. And, you know, he, he doesn't wear, like, a bandolier the way the Tozawa did. Yeah, which was kind of weird. Too, <laughs> yeah, right? it was weird. And that threw me off. I remember asking you. I'm like, well, is he wearing it like a sash? Yeah. Like, I was yeah. just like, I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he's a beauty queen. Yeah, I guess. He's your queen to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another great <laughs> reference. If you guys don't know that one, you're stupid. Oh, man, we're full of them this episode. Mm -hmm. All right, that was a kickoff show. Pretty good. No, no, I lied. There's Sorry. still one more. There's, oh, wait, there's one more. Yeah, there's there, there's still two teams that have to wrestle that have 
never had a good match with each other, and hopefully they would finally have a good match. And they had a really good match with yeah, each man. other. Yeah, man. says in the New Day, like, I, I could really just watch these guys wrestle over and over yeah. and over and over again. Because this kickoff match, no exception to any. Like, if you thought the other ones were good, th- this one was probably even better than yeah. that. It sucks. Technically, it's not the best match of SummerSlam because it's not on the main card of SummerSlam. Technically, but man, was one of the most entertaining matches I saw that entire weekend. It was probably live or at home. Yeah, it was probably my second favorite match of Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, it was such a great match. Oh man, and both I, teams got good reactions yes. too, which I liked. Because this is now, like, you know, a little bit closer to SummerSlam. It's still not everybody's in. But at, l- at least at this point, like, three-fourths of the arena is full. And I- I'm scared because, I like, oh, man, I don't want the Uso to come out. The Usos to come out to silence. I really enjoy yeah. what they've been doing. And the place popped for yeah. the Usos. And they popped for the New Day. Mm-hmm. And both these teams really enjoyed the pops that they got. And they gave us a match. And also, what I really liked is... I, I feel like going into it at this point, when the New Day wrestle, you're like, all right, so we're going to get Kofi and Big E against, you know, against whoever. Yeah. And it was Xavier Woods and Big E. Yeah. So I, I like whenever Xavier comes in, because he's the one that doesn't wrestle as much, so he adds a little bit of dynamic to and it. And let's not forget that they came down the ring dressed like Red Lanterns. Yeah. Like, that's, that had to be what it was, that's, right? I, that's my assumption. All the people were saying Saint Seiya, but Saint Seiya, a lot of, I don't watch that anime, but I know everyone's like gold. Okay. They're like super shiny. They look like straight up Red Lantern. Yeah, and, and like yeah, and the, even the unicorn yeah. logo had the the crazy mm-hmm. like uh, filigree that like the Red Lantern yeah. logo has. So and Big E's cape had a big E on it. Oh, that was, his cape Which was, was fantastic. Hilarious. If they had sold that and I had been drunker, I would have bought it. Yeah. Like that's how fantastic. It was a black cape was. with a big white E on the back. <laughs> yeah. Literally a big E, a giant big E. It was mm-hmm. it was incredible. These guys cut a good pace. Mm-hmm. They went hard. There were so many good false finishes. There were a lot of the times where I thought New Day was, you know, going to retain the titles, and the Usos kicked out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always forget the name of uh, of the New Day's finisher, but you know when Biggie gets yes. the guy on the shoulder for the big ending, and either Kofi goes off the regular turnbuckle and helps uh, Slam get down, or like we got to see when Xavier gets on and does that little step over and then yes. jump. There, I was just like, all right, match is over. Yeah, I'm match fine over. With, I'm fine with this. And no, Uso, I, I don't know if he kicked out or or Jay was able to save I him. I think he was able to save him. Yeah, but again, it kept it going. And uh, they, they still kept going for a little bit after that also. Like, these guys put on a really good match. And mm-hmm. then a surprising finish, actually. Because when we were talking about it last week, we were just like, you know, the, 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 the New Day is fun and interesting again and fresh. So you just kind of put the titles on them. I'm fine with them having, you know, the titles for a little bit. They don't have to break their record or anything yeah. like that. But, you know, if you keep it on them, it's fine. And the Usos won the titles. Yeah, they won the titles back. They're four-time tag champs. Four-time tag champs. And what I really enjoyed watching this live, but I, I don't think I mentioned it, they didn't cheat. No. The Usos were the better team that night. Like, this is what I love. Yeah, I get it. It's wrestling and, and, and bad guys cheat. Yeah, sure. But every now and again, have the bad guy just win. Yeah. The bad guy can be just that good. I mean, God knows when they were establishing Triple H, he went over clean on mm-hmm. everybody. And then you had him cheating and having people come in and stuff like that. But Triple H went over clean a lot. Remember when Kevin Owens debuted? His first debut match beat John Cena clean. clean. And then couldn't win a Universal title yeah. match on his own to save his life. Like, I get it. They're the bad guys. Bad guys cheat. But every now and again, the bad guys are, are that good and can back up their words. What, what I think really helped was they didn't need to cheat. I think Uso's, like, the... Story they were telling in that match was more of uh, 
they were on top of their game. They're just as seasoned vets as the New Day are. Mm-hmm. They're not the longest-running tag champs, but they're just as good. Like when exactly. Biggie went for the suicide dive and they caught him yeah. into the Samoan drop in the oh, outside. so good. It was like right place, right time. Mm-hmm. And that helped the Usos in order to win yeah. the match. And it also shows like... We study our opponents. We've wrestled mm-hmm. enough. We know what you're going to do. You, yeah. you you thought you were going to get one over on us, but haha, fool you. Yeah. And Usos, tag team champs. Like, it, it was unexpected and it was great. The crowd popped. We popped. Yeah. I was down since day one as H also. Yeah. I was all the way down. Yeah. Oh, man. They've been so good since they've turned. Uh, the, the, the Usos and the, the New Day have both been rejuvenated by what the company have, yes. has done with them. Turning the Usos heel and then having a little break from the New mm-hmm. Day has just completely rejuvenated these teams. And I'm totally into these teams. And if you want to have them fight at the next couple pay-per-views, I'm down. Please, by all means. Yeah. It was like when the Usos were fighting Harper and Rowan a couple of years ago and like yes. the fantastic matches they were giving us. And we had like three pay-per-views straight of them wrestling mm-hmm. and we were like, yeah, that's fine. That's exactly how I feel right now with these two teams. It was great. That's how good the match was at. I actually thought it was on the main card. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it was on the kickoff show. But what a way to end the kickoff show and to oh. really get people hyped for the, the main SummerSlam show. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, the funny thing is the SummerSlam show started off really head-scratching. First match of the night of the main card. It was Baron Corbin versus John Cena. Oh, yeah. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting John Cena to open the show. Yeah. But you know what? It was it was fantastic also because it was a matter of, like, good, get this out of the way fast. Yeah, and they did. I don't have to worry about these two bums. Baron Corbin must have pissed. I know he has some beef with some vets on Twitter. and, he, and uh, yeah, I think he's got heat on him backstage because of that. And Dave Meltzer, yeah, apparently he has, like, a bunch of heat on that. Yeah, because, like... When Owens takes to Twitter and does his things, it comes across very much like his character. Yeah. Like the heel character is doing the heel thing, and it's entertaining in that respect. I mean, I I, I don't use it, so I haven't read it, but from what I've heard, it's just Corbin just came across as a dick. Yeah, straight dickhead. Yeah. This is just um, a dickhead. So he's got heat for that, but... Do you know what really, really bothered me about this match? John Cena won? No. <laughs> I liked what John Cena did in the match. Just the way it worked. Like, getting under... Uh, like Corbin's skin at the beginning, sliding out of the ring, the smack talking with JBL, yeah, like, wearing the cowboy, yeah, hat. wearing the cowboy, and, and that you know was an accident. It was just like, oh, he'd like hit the hat and start yeah. to fall off, just kind of grabbed it. But I liked that that stuff, like the stuff that I <laughs> I don't normally like when John Cena does and he marginalizes his mm-hmm. opponent. I enjoyed in this match. I don't know if it's because I don't like Baron Corbin or because if it's a matter of like at this point. Cena's like, you know, essentially in the twilight of his career. Like, he's not leaving in the next week, but he doesn't have, like, eight more years. No. Like, it's starting to wind down. So, so he's the veteran at this point where he's just done so much where, why can't I mess around a little bit? Because Mm -hmm. I've proven, even if I mess around, I'm going to take you out. Yeah, I'm still going to beat you stupid ass. Yeah, so so I feel like everything worked very well for the, the Cena character, and he played his part fine, so... When, when he was doing all that stuff at the beginning, I, I was all for it. And I really just don't like Baron Corbin, so please mm-hmm. marginalize him. I mean, it, it killed me. I cheered the five moves of doom because, you know, you're doing it to, like, you're seeing punks or you're, you're Daniel Bryan's. I yeah. hate it, but when Baron Corbin's the dummy who gives the, the wild punch and turns around and takes the back suplex, mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you idiot. Like, how do you not know he's going to do this? Hi, you deserve it. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't hardcore cheering John Cena, but I like what John Cena did in this match. And the crazy part was John Cena just needed one AA. One AA. That was the thing where I was was just like, that's what made Corbin look like a bum. Because there's so many people that he's wrestled where they've either taken multiple ones and still have gone on to lose the match, mm-hmm. or it's taken three AAs to put you away. Took a, you had to roll up AJ after another AA to pin him. And yeah. like, you had to do some work to like, Yeah, yeah. Hit. The Royal Rumble, it was an, yeah. AA, uh, it was an AA, a roll-through, and then an AA, which pissed me off because yeah. it was such a, a, was a cool, cool visual. Last year, he hit that AA off the second turnbuckle on AJ, and, and AJ kicked, kicked out. out. Baron Corbin, one AA, that's it. Done. Yeah. And, like, I'm not so... Like, people are just, like, I could see, you know, money and Corbin and things. And, like, nothing. No. Even when he was intense and angry, he took his, his shirt off. Big deal. I have to see your your frowning belly button. Yeah. I understand why his body looks like that. You know, played football. He, he was a big dude because of the position he played. And you, you got to lose weight fast. This is just what your body does. Like, it's physics. It, it, it's just the way it is. So, like, I'm not nitpicking Corbin because of that. But I'm going to make fun of him because of that just because I don't like him. I'm that kind of guy. That and also, I just felt like he really didn't have his move set down in this match. He did that running out of the ring and running back in about four times. Yeah. He only does it only once. And I always thought it was cool when he does it once because it shows the speed someone that yeah. big has. But you did it too many times in this mm-hmm. one match where it kind of took it away. Yeah. I think he landed one deep six. Yeah. Which I thought was, was it. It looked nice live. Yeah. Because they're like spinning around like his, a His high impact moves do look cool. Yeah. And, and because of his stature... That helps add to it and, and makes it look impressive. Uh, the match wasn't terrible, but the match wasn't great no. either. It, it's not like your normal opening match where it's like it's really going to light fire under the crowd yeah. and stuff like that. I think this was more just like John Cena's presence is going to light a fire under the yes. crowd. Because the people are either going to boo the crap out of him or they're going to cheer the, the, the holy hell out of him, which mm-hmm. is essentially what happened. Yeah, either or. But for the second year straight, I stayed true to my word and I was silent when John Cena This was the out. first year I was silent for John Cena. Yeah, it's like, well, well no. It's pro wrestling. Any reaction is good. So I I'm wasn't gonna, silent at Raw. Yeah, I'm going to give you no reaction. <laughs> um, being honest there. Because uh, the seats that I had at Raw, shout-outs to Mike Cassandra for those seats. Thank you very much. Those seats, I was like, there's no way I cannot be mm-hmm. screaming and yelling. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we had nosebleeds for SummerSlam, and we still had a fantastic Oh, they were too. great nosebleeds, though. They yeah. were probably my favorite... That was my favorite nosebleed out of all the nosebleeds we've had yeah. over the years. Like, good angle. It's yeah. like to see everybody come down yeah. and everything. it was good. It was great good. shot of the ring. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah, it was very good. And we were literally the last row, so we didn't have to worry about dummies behind nope. us. Oh, it was great. And we had the AC right yeah. on us. Oh, it was fantastic. No, we had our own barricade to stop us from falling forward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was the best when coming back. We didn't have to walk over people no. or anything. Everything was ideal as far as, like, a spectator goes yeah. for watching the show. But I guess back to the actual show itself. John Cena won. Baron Corbin's pissed somebody off. And he, lo- he looked like a chump in this loss. Oh, totally. at least that's what I took away from this. Like he didn't look good in defeat. No, no, he he looked dumb, just like how he looked dumb when he tried to cash in his money in the bank and got a quick roll up. Mm-hmm. He looked dumb, like he looked dumb in elimination chamber where he wasn't paying attention and they rolled him up. Oh God! Yeah. Like he looked like he he fought. Like I get it when like you use the big guy's weight or like height against them and you make them walk into a wall or something. That yeah. But when you get like a quick roll up or. So, like, you just look really Yeah, you just stupid. look dumb. It's not like when, when Strowman loses a match. Yeah. He's like, he, he's just so crazy and going so balls out. Like, you know, he charges you mm-hmm. and, and, and you're you're able to sidestep it and that mistake costs him. This is like losing your focus. It's like Gargano. Yes. He lost his focus and that was it. But even Gargano, it wasn't a roll-up. He took Cien's finisher. Yeah. So it's like, all right. 
oh god, the way he lost that money in the bank. Sad. Like such an idiot. Sad. Uh, and then just one AA in the match with with Cena. Like, uh, good, good. That's okay. Now he has a career as a referee because he was a special guest referee <laughs> on SmackDown, and he even do that really well. And he gave up midway and gave the shirt to Shane McMahon. We'll get into that yeah, later. I don't like the stuff that they're doing. I don't hate oh, it, but I don't. Like I, that I stuff do either. not like it. It it started off with me going, all right, I don't mind. Uh, Kevin Owens cutting good promos, showing some WWE Network footage. It's Kevin Owens. But now I'm like, mm, Shane, I thought you were someone who, like, runs it, not a wrestler. Yeah. I thought yeah. SmackDown was a land of opportunity. Why are you everywhere? Exactly. So why you came? You know? Like, why are you here? Stop it. All right, let's stop talking about how bad and dumb, dumb Baron Corbin is, how much of a dumb, dumb Dugan he is, and let's get back to the SummerSlam card. Yeah. We, oh, we, we do got to mention, Cena's won his first SummerSlam match in seven years. Yeah, he lost six straight, and the seventh one, he finally he broke the curse. Yeah, um, so so he didn't get a loss for every member of the Nexus mm-hmm. that he essentially buried. Um, yeah. But he got a loss for the six. Yeah, interesting factoid, if you're wondering why we're mentioning that. The last match he won was the SummerSlam where he defeated all of Nexus by himself. Yeah. So there were seven members of the Nexus in that match. He won, He lost six years straight, one for each except one, mm-hmm. which I'll give it to like Husky Harris because he's not around anymore. So no, he wasn't even a member of the Nexus. He wasn't a member of the original one. Look at that. It was Michael Tarver. They, they, that's they, the guy who had like the T on his mask? Yeah, yeah ma- that, was, that was the first one to get released from the, the, the Nexus because uh, Danny Bryan got released and they came back and was yeah. a part of Cena's team. But he was the first one to get released, so he was the one that didn't get the loss avenged. And again, big deal. Yeah, sorry, Johnny Tumblr. No one cares about <laughs> you. Let's go on to the next match of the card, and it's for the SmackDown Women's title with our current champion feeling the glow. I'm a may yay 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 zing Bring it to the floor. Naomi, putting a title on the line against the Queen of Blackhearts, Natalia, who had a dope Heart Foundation jacket on. I loved her jacket. And watching it on the network, I noticed that she had a little pink Anvil yep. on it, just which the way the anvil used to have. Really cool. Oh, I loved it because I mean I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, but all my friends know this. I love love the Heart Foundation's yes. entrance jackets. Yeah. I absolutely love those. If they sold those, I would wear those proudly. I, would, I wear it everywhere. I wouldn't care. Also, I work in Brooklyn, so everyone would love me. The, oh, the you, you would, would be the you'd be jacket. the hip of the hipsters. Yeah, and, and this is no joke either. I want Bret Hart's SummerSlam 91 version of it. That hot pink leather Hell version yeah. of the Hart Foundation jacket. I, that's my favorite version of it. Once he started wearing the regular leather jacket, I actually felt a little jipped. Yeah. I was like, no, I want those crazy shoulder tassel things mm-hmm. going on. So when when Natalia came out with that, I think I popped harder for the jacket than Natalia. Yeah. Which isn't trying to take anything away from Natalia because I really do love Natalia. But I love that that jacket came back, man. And it looked good on her. They gave it that nice... Feminine style, yeah. crazy sparkles yeah. and everything like that. It was that. cropped. It wasn't completely long, so yeah. that helped as well. Yeah, it, it looked good on her, but yeah, yeah. Oh, props on them for the jacket. I hope that thing sticks around for a really long time. Naomi had a badass jacket, too. That crazy, light-up, furry, weird, psychedelic Oh, jacket. everything about Naomi was cool, too, except yeah. the stupid, light gray uh, championship. Oh, no, that title is sexy. That title is awful. I love it. I love yeah. that title. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't see it anymore for, for now, unfortunately. But this match was good. I'll give it that. The it match was, was good. good. It sucks. It's kind of hard to compare it against Asuka and Ember Moon. And I'm like, damn, I'm, that's what I'm comparing you to because that's the last women's, women's match, match I saw, saw yeah. of this weekend. And it didn't hold a candle to it, but it was still a good match. Oh, yeah. It, w- it was a good match. And they played everything up really well. I love the spot. It was essentially when Natalia took over. I think it was mm-hmm. like Naomi went 
went to do some kind of kick, and Natalia, uh, like, just caught her leg up on the top rope. Yes. And then Naomi sold the crap out of that. I really like that. And again, as which seems to be the trend in wrestling now, a lot of apron offense yes. from Natalia, and it looked brutal. Mm -hmm. Um, on TV and live, and even from our, our vantage point, you know, our, our angle, we couldn't see it as well. Yes. Just because essentially we were sitting where, like, essentially dead on to, like, the people coming out from yeah. the ring. So they're fighting on the side of the ramp, uh, on, on the side of the apron facing the ramp. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't see it as, as well, but it still looked really, really good. I like the finish. Oh, I like the finish a lot, too. You know, Natty got the sharpshooter in, Naomi tries to get out of it, and Natty gets back into that sharpshooter and sits on it hard. Uh, and then Naomi did like the begr the begrudging tap, like she yeah. knew like this is painful. I want to fight, but I I can't. Yeah, I can't fight anymore. I don't want to give this up. But damn it, tap 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 tap. And Natalia is your new SmackDown Women's Champion. She deserves it. She deserves it. She has not held a title since the Divas Butterfly title, mm -hmm. which I saw her lose at Royal Rumble 2011. That's disgusting. That Natty's been that long. Without any sort of championship. And she needs it. She's mm -hmm. one of my favorite workers. Yeah. You know, she made Charlotte look like a million bucks. Yeah. When the NXT title was vacant, when Paige left, and they had that great match. Well, they match. had that fantastic match. And and when the women's division was total crap, and it was just, you know, eye candy, essentially, mm -hmm. Natalia was the one that kind of, like, kept it afloat. It was yeah. like, well, she's the one that's good in the ring. Yeah. And then she got overshadowed by all these call-ups from NXT. And not trying to take anything away from these women, because they're all fantastic in yeah. their own right, but... Natty was the one where it's just like, hey, but uh, along with Beth Phoenix, I was the only real wrestler yeah. here. So for her to finally get that um, that uh, accolade that she deserves, it was nice. And the, and the crowd popped for it. You know, yeah. they, they didn't boo because, you know, the crowd realized you, you deserve it. Yeah, and the good thing I about... I think she got a You Deserve a Chance, yeah, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she did. She got that, uh, and she also got it on SmackDown. Oh. And you would have loved her promo on SmackDown. The first thing she said was like, man, it's great being women's champ and putting the putting the women's title back the way it's supposed to look. Yeah. And then raises it. And it's back to being all white, normal, natural looking, That's boring what I'm title. About. No light bright titles. But her side plates are really cool. Well, come on, it's a it's a heart side yeah. plate. It, it's really cool. But yeah, congrats Natty. I was very happy to say I was there live to see that historic uh -huh. moment. No Carmella cashing in money in the banks. No, it's So we fine. didn't have to worry about that, which is great. I didn't want that moment to be ruined. Nope. So, great. Then the next match is shit. If it, was <laughs> even, if it even was a match. And it was Big Cass versus Big Show. And during this match, I was so bored. I was like, this match should have been uh, who's going to win the name of Big. Like, when Booker T couldn't use T anymore because Big T. Yeah, had yeah. And he had to fight Big T and he was just called Booker. And then he lost and then became G.I. Bro G. again. G.I. Bro. Ugh. Yeah. So I was like, they should have fought for the name Big. But then Enzo was in a shark cage. I like Enzo, but in my opinion, his promo went on way too his long. His promo was long-winded. Very uh, long. I had a friend with us who was not uh, a fan of Enzo and Cass at all. So when Enzo got cut off. By Big Cass? Yeah, he was ecstatic. You know, like, 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 he, he tends to, to keep his cool, but... He got really angry at just how much he doesn't like Enzo. Yeah. So it was weird. I, I haven't seen him that bad in, like, probably a decade. So, yeah, he really hates Enzo. Yeah, this match was boring. Uh, before we get into the boring match, we got to talk about Cass's boring-ass generic music. Everything about him is generic. His Titantron is... Everything's generic. They, they need to... 
It was like, they need to do it fast, because they did it quick with the Usos. When the Usos were still coming out to their, I'm on top, yeah, and yeah. I got sneakers, or whatever the lyrics are. I did, I did like that old theme song, it, was, it fit them. It, 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 it fit nice. them, but when they were coming out, like, thuggish, and they still had that, about maybe two weeks later, they switched it up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Like, no more, like, fun and war paint, or whatever the hell their phrase was yeah. before, playing play the, the paint. Playing the paint, or something like the paint, that. I think it was, yeah. They got rid of that shit quick. They need to do this, they need to fix Big Cass, because well, it's have, imaginary. They have time to do that with Kaz because he injured himself at Raw. Yes. I was there. Yeah. I seen it. I, I haven't was. seen it, but apparently he was like very vocal in his swearing. Uh-huh. Like Oh yeah. Yeah. Oof. He he was very it's, it's a shame and like a big guy like that hurting his knee. That's yeah. Not, I mean look at Kevin Nash. I got at the beginning it was really, you know, wrestling stuff was hurting his you know, moves mm-hmm. were the thing to hurt his knee. And then near the end, because you're so big and such wear and tear to that, just running. Yeah. Like remember that episode of Raw, like they threw him to the turnbuckle and he Blew his knee out yeah. just running. So it's scary for a guy the stature of, of Cass to hurt his knee this early in his career. Yeah. What's the future going to hold for him? Even a small guy like Ray, remember? Ray yeah. hurt his knee and then like seven surgeries mm-hmm. on a knee. Even though he's small, it, it's never going to be what it was. No. And it's going to get hurt a lot quicker. And hopefully it's not the case for Cass. Yeah. Uh, I don't love him, but I, I could see why the company likes yeah. him. He, he, he is guy. impressive looking. Yeah, yeah he's a big guy. He's got he's got some cool moves, but even his move set isn't as impressive as Corbin's. No, it kills me to say that. The Empire elbow's nice. Yeah, it's cool because it's such a giant guy yeah. dropping an elbow. But in the end, it's an elbow drop. Yeah, it's an elbow drop. Uh, where well, where a big guy like that should have a much impressive yeah. finisher. And I don't want a running boot. Everybody does a running boot too. Yeah. That could be a setup also. But all this stuff withstanding, this match sucked. Yeah, so bad. Even the funny part was watching Enzo in the shark cage doing his little dance and. It's funny, live we thought he was wearing thigh highs because he stripped down <laughs> naked. But he wasn't wearing thigh highs. He just had, like, knee pads on but like and high socks and shoes. So it just looked like it was one long attire. But basically, he strips down, rubs baby oil all over himself. Which we couldn't tell from yes. our, our, our angle. So it's just kind of like, what the hell is this guy yeah. doing? And he squeezes out of the bars. And I thought he was going to hang from the thing, come down, and help Big Show win. No, he comes down, gets a big boot in the face, and knocked out. Yeah, the second he comes down, yeah. done. Not even a part of the equation. Get out of here. Yeah. So, again, not a threat at all No. to Big Cass. No help at all no. to the Big Show, because the Big Show ended up losing a boring match. Yeah. One thing... Um, we couldn't tell uh, from the story they were telling was how uh, Big Show's hand was hurt. Yes. Um, and it was really um, getting in the way from him mm-hmm. doing a lot of his stuff. Maybe it was just because of our angle or, or just just, just the, the height. I noticed his hand was taped up, but... But that was it. But like yeah. when you watch the match, and especially, of course, come on, Corey Grace. Yes. Uh, it, it was very much a big part of the story mm-hmm. that his right hand uh, was hindering him from a lot of his offense. So actually re-watching it on the network, it's, it's by no means a good match. But it was, it was, it's better watching yes. on TV than it was uh, being there for it live uh, for that particular match. And back to Monday Night Raw since I was there live. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to rub it in there. Yo, you got to. I watched it again on Hulu, and Hulu cuts an hour and a half, and they cut this Enzo cast match from Hulu. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I saw I was there live to see him get injured. Not like all right, he got injured, <laughs> yeah. um, salivating over over his injury, but like I was, that's really what it sounds like. Yeah, so I had to correct myself with that real quick. But what was really cool was during the commercial break, Big Cass cut the greatest heel promo he ever cut in his life. That's a shame because. 
he doesn't cut very good promos, I feel. Mm-hmm. He doesn't cut bad promos, but he doesn't cut very good promos. So the fact that he cut a really good one and it wasn't even, you know, seen. Yeah, basically, he Enzo was in the ring, and he was like, screw it. Like, this guy's doing nothing. They had a street fight. Okay. That's what their match was, a street fight. And it wasn't really much of a street fight. But Enzo was, like, knocked out, and Cass grabs the mic, and he's like, this guy's pathetic. He's pathetic because he's from New York. Just like everyone here, everyone in New York sucks. Everything in New York sucks. I'm like, wait, you're from Queens. You're the one from New York. He's from Jersey, you moron. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's just roll with it. Okay. And he then he goes and names all five boroughs. He's like, Manhattan sucks. Bronx sucks. Brooklyn sucks. No. Queens sucks. No. Long Island sucks. Staten Island sucks. He's like, all of you suck. He's he, a moron. Staten Island's not a borough. Yeah. Uh, uh, Long Island's not a borough. I know, but he had to throw it in there. <laughs> okay. So it, it, it's Cass, come on. Yeah. And yeah, but, I mean, the guy doesn't even realize he's from New York. Okay. Yeah. But the, my favorite part is he was like, you know why I'm so tan? Because I moved to Florida <laughs> and I got out of this stinking city and that's why I look so much better and I hate to say that I was even from here. It was like, New York sucks. But he still wears tights to say Queens on his uh-huh. ass. Logic. Uh, no, I guess, I guess my mistake is... Uh, uh, this is why it wasn't on screen. Uh-huh. But... Nonetheless, the crowd went... That's the easiest way to get... Oh, oh yeah, you guys suck. Cheap, what? Yeah. Ugh, I'll eat your face. You shit talk the sports team or just the city mm. itself, you're going to get heat from the city. I was the only one sitting there going, uh-huh, I agree. Yeah, I, I really don't go to the Bronx. When we said Queens, I was like, slow your roll. I continue. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, and then in the middle of Raw, he injured himself, so they gave the win to Enzo. Which is crazy. <laughs> and then you beat know, him. So Enzo finally beats Big Cass. And then you know what happens? Big Cass beat Big Cass. Yeah. But, you know, all right. So Enzo finally wins. <laughs> yeah. And then he makes his 205 Live debut later on in the week. Are you kidding I me? I am not. So what we predicted wow. once they split has happened. Disgusting. So, and and, and we, we know he has a ton of heat yes. on him backstage for yeah. essentially running his mouth. Yeah. So, yeah, the 205 Live debut. How much longer do you think Enzo has left? Not much. Man? He's going to come back as a manager, which is fine. He's a mouthpiece. Yeah, he's a great mouthpiece. You know, like, as much as my buddy hates him, like, I, I really enjoy Enzo. He, he was just really long-winded on Sunday. I wanted him to shut up yeah. on Sunday, too. I want, when, trust me, when Big Cat's music hit, I was like, thank you. Yeah, I was like, thank, thank you, you. generic theme song number four. So generic. But was, I guess we're done talking about these oh, two, right? Yeah, we are, because yeah. the next match wasn't even a match. I had to stop myself. I was about to drop an F-bomb on this bad boy. Oh, by the way, Big Cass beat Big Show if we hadn't mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. The Big beat the Big. Yeah. But, like, what the hell happened the next match? Uh, Randy Orton's music hit. I was like, oh, oh I'm going to go and get some food. And I see Rusev attack him. I'm like, okay, I could go now. They're going to ring the bell and then have a normal match. By the time I go outside and I'm walking to go get food, the bell rings. And then I hear one, two, three. Then the bell rings again. And then Randy Orton's music. Yeah. He beat Rusev in nine seconds. Yeah, because you know Rusev, that guy sucks. That was a Goldberg match. It was. It essentially was, and it's a shame because R- Rusev just beat the ever living god out of him. Mm-hmm. You know the sneak attack. Beat, beat, just he looked like a monster. He's yeah. like, yeah, this is the Rusev we want. And then you know they eventually get into the ring, and the referees pushing Rusev away. You know, no, we you know we got to see if he's okay to get the match started. Yeah. Once he was doing that. I'm just watching, I'm like, shit, they're going to ring the bell, and it's just going to be an RKO, and it's going to be done, and I don't want to see this, but I have two beers in front of me right now, I have no reason to stand up and yeah. walk away from this, and what I thought was going to happen, happened. I watched, When I watched it on network, because I missed it live, what pissed me off the most about it was Randy Orton still had his cut-off 
zip up hoodie on. Yeah. I was like, you didn't even take off your entrance attire. Nope. You beat this dude with your entrance attire on, and then after you won, you removed it mm-hmm. to celebrate. Which made no sense. Which made like, no just sense. Just leave. Just, just leave. Get uh, out of there. One thing I will give, and the only thing I'm going to give it, and the announcers put this over hardcore on the network, but you know, I, I didn't know this at the time. Yeah. That RKO was brutal. Yeah. It was a awesome, brutal-looking RKO, but still... Rusev just takes an RKO out of nowhere, and then that's it. Done. Out of here. Yeah. Rusev, garbage. Kaka. Yeah. There's no reason to believe in it. If you're going to keep this program going, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah, even if they pre- keep the program going, there's no reason for me to buy into Rusev. He, he, he got beat up like a chump at SummerSlam. Yeah. Like, even... And the, oh, look, I'm... Yeah, I'm they, they got you stammered. The thing is, is, like, this wasn't even, like, a feud that built up going in anyway. No, it was just kind of like all of a sudden, all right, you're not doing anything with gender. Who's that time? Yeah, it didn't get a whole lot of a build. It was kind of meh. Yeah, it was just, it felt like when, like, Finn Balor was fighting Samson. Or Elias. Or Elias. They don't even call him Samson anymore. Yeah, Elias. There you go. No, Samson. Because, oh, God, when he came out during the pre-show, I didn't care. Yeah. Uh, People seemed to kind of care eventually, but I noticed that. They only called him Elias. Yeah, they popped they pop for him at Raw. Mm-hmm. Like, the crowd loved him on Raw. It's so weird, because yeah. I, I don't like him. Um, you know what it is? I'm going to cut a promo on, on, the, on those fans. Well, one of the many promos I want to cut on them. It's He has a catchphrase, who wants to walk with Elias? So that's something that everyone gets to scream, so they like him. As long as you have something that the crowd could scream along with, they like you. Yeah. It's crowd participation. I can see that. I get that. But well, I don't like Elias. Yeah, no, I don't, I, I've never... Uh, I liked him once him. when he was leaving NXT <laughs> and he wore the luchador mask. Oh, okay. And he called himself, like, El Drifto. And he lost the match and they pulled the mask off. And they're like, hey, we kicked you out of NXT already, Elias <laughs> Samson. I thought that was funny. That, yeah, that is actually pretty funny. Um, but it's just so weird because, you know, Rusev used to be Alexander Rusev. Neville used to be Adrian Neville. Like, everybody loses their first name. We can names. do this for everyone. Antonio Cesaro. Yeah, you we lost An- Antonio. But, but Elias Samson lost Samson. He yeah. kept his first name. Yeah. He lost his last name. It's weird. Uh, I don't even know how we got on the subject of that guy. But uh, do you realize this is the second year in a row where Rusev basically didn't have a match at SummerSlam? Yes, I know. And I was upset when I heard it out there. I was like, well, whatever. Last year... He just he did the same thing. Yeah. But the match never started. Yeah. And that was for a title. Yeah, exactly. Didn't no, didn't he get jumped? Like this year he was the aggressor. Didn't he come oh, yes. out last year? He got year? jumped by Roman. And then the year. attempted murderer yeah. uh, came out and jumped him. Yeah, Captain Vehicular uh, homicide. Over yeah, there. this is the guy we're supposed to cheer people. The cheetah. Yeah. So he jumped Rusev last year. This year Rusev was just like, hey. It worked on me. Let me do it. And it was just like, well, apparently you can't even do it right because you you had a match after the mugging and you lost it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. No, no. Let's go. Let's go on to the next one. The next match of the night is for the Raw Women's title. And it was our current champion, Five Feet of Fury herself. Say that five times, five. Hell no. Right? Alexa Bliss. She looked fantastic with her little crazy ponytail. Ponytail, yeah. yeah. It looked cool. This is like a mane. Mm-hmm. Like a horse's mane? Yeah. I'm trying to call her a horse, but... No, I get what you mean. Yeah, you better. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> putting her title on the line against... I still think she's just a supervisor, or maybe a shift operator, but not a boss. She's nowhere near a boss. No. Sasha Banks. She has some crazy peacocky thing. I watched it on the network. I missed it because I was still getting my nachos. Yeah. Because that's how short the Rusev match was. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I missed this. I had to watch it on the network. Wish I saw it live because on the network, since it was so close, you could tell that that thing was mad heavy and she couldn't hold it up. 
Yeah, like her, like she had to hold it the whole time. She yeah. could just walk out with it. Yeah, so like she wanted to do more hand gestures, but she couldn't because she was afraid that those things were just going to fall back. Yeah. Also, there was a big delay from when her music yes. started to her coming out, and the crowd was getting restless. Mm-hmm. I was kind of indifferent. I was, I was probably singing along with the song to myself or bullshitting with whoever was next to me. She, you know, she finally came out. It's crazy the difference a year makes because mm. Sasha did not get the reaction that she got last year. She didn't get the reaction she got the first year. Well, I, I, well, the first year was just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, that was magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you can't even compare it to the first year. But, you know, she got a really good reaction last year. This mm. this one was pretty mixed uh, this year. And, 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 yeah, part of it's just because look at what the company's done. Look at the way they've positioned her yeah. and, and, and booked her. You, people aren't wholly behind her anymore. A former, I mean, she went down to 205 Live for a while. No, and also a former three-time women's champ, you know, yeah. lost it on a bi-weekly basis. So, you know, some damage has been done to the Sasha character, and it showed just in the crowd reaction, mm-hmm. which was a shame. I cheered when she came out, because, you know, as much as we like talking smack, uh, you know, she's not a boss, which yeah. she isn't. She's a key holder. That, yeah. That's what I stand by. Uh, you give her a little bit more Fine, credit she's just a full-timer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like you get benefits, but you're not closing alone. Yeah, um, I, I still I still do enjoy Sasha Banks, so I did yeah. cheer for her. It, it kind of made me sad to hear that mixed reaction. And they had a, they had an okay match. Yeah, the match was all right. Nothing to scream about. Uh, let's cut to the chase. Sasha wins. So it's crazy. Last year she lost the women's title. This year she's she winning. Won it. Yeah, at least she finally won the title on a pay per view. Yeah, all, all her three title wins have been on Raw, which. You know, I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure we even said on last week's episode. You win the title, it's cool. It doesn't matter where, but the pay per view is always going to be where you talk yeah. about it. So she, you know, we get to say, you know, Sasha won at, at, at a SummerSlam, which is pretty cool. And she finally won in New York. Yeah, she she <clears> kept <throat> dropping the ball in Brooklyn, which whatever. She's from Boston. I kind of don't want her winning in my hometown. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I normally don't care one way or the other about cities, but I'm a big New York Rangers fan, so Boston and Philly could just suck it. Well, I think what ruined is the, you know, Joe Joseph from Boston, Massachusetts, and that probably triggered us something in New York, crazy, and we were like, screw Hell yeah, because in, in, in some uh, way, shape, or form, uh, people in there are probably sports fans, and whichever sport you like, if you pull for New York, you don't pull for Boston. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Uh, like, I could care less about the Red Sox, but the Bruins, oh, they could die. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, a weird re- a, a reaction for Sasha, an okay match, I had some cool moments. I hate when Alexa throws that little tantrum, uh, especially when it's after something like, all right, so you did your finisher once, you kicked out, we'll go, go back at it. It's yeah. not like it was a really intense thing. And also, she was on offense, I felt, uh, way too long. I know it's the heel, and the heel's normally on offense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the WWE style and the way the drama works and the stories that they tell. But you, you just had, like, really small uh, flashes from Sasha, and that was it. You, you didn't get to really be... Impressed by what Sasha could do. I feel like these two are good enough where they could have put on a better match. Oh, I agree. I mean, we got the bank statement at the end and whatever. To yeah, but, but even that felt a little flat. Like, yeah. I felt like it hadn't built up uh, to it yet where it warranted the tap out from mm-hmm. the bank statement. Like, if they had kept going, I don't know, maybe like three, maybe, maybe four minutes a little bit longer, picking up a, 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 a faster pace. Yeah. Building to that bank statement and then the tap out, it, we would have been a little bit more rabid for it. But it was what it was. History has been made. Yeah. And so far in the night, every single title has changed hands. Every single champ is just garbage yeah. at that point in the night. I mean, which is cool. You, the crowds pop for title changes. Mm-hmm. We enjoy it. It's cool to be there live for them. I was there for blah, 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 blah. But eventually, you become numb to it. 
Yeah. It's like I saw two title changes live at TakeOver tacked on to every single title that's already been defended at SummerSlam. That's a lot of title changes in one weekend. That's a lot. Yeah. It's like one person dying or like you just know a whole group of people died in one shot. And you're like, you kidding me? Two died yesterday and you got the other four? Like, you kidding uh-huh. me? This is that, that, that kind of overload. Yeah. Um, you get over. You're like, I'm over death. It, it <laughs> yeah. happened so much so quick. Whatever. So what? Who cares? So what? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm moving on with my life. Yeah. And we're moving on with the card. Yes, we are because this conversation got really weird but it might as well have gotten really weird because the next match of the night the eater of worlds follow the buzzard the galactus of the wwe bray wyatt going up against the demon he got demons too bray wyatt watch out finn below why don't i care more about this match because again this one was built up a little more than the rusev orton one but this one still wasn't that built up and, like, it was kind of corny, like, Bray Wyatt's lights go out the week before, and he pours old Gangrel blood <laughs> yeah. on Finn Balor, and Finn Balor's like, I got demons too, and, like, they kind of ruined it. I wish they didn't announce that part. I think if it was would have been a surprise, yeah. it would have been it good if they would have really left cool. it in the ring of just Balor, like, covered in the red and, like, freaking out and, like, cut to, no backstage, like, oh, I got it. Skip all that, have Bray come out first, mm-hmm. and then we're like, oh, he's drinking the demon. The fact that they blew their load too early and told us on that Monday, they were like, the demon's coming. I was like, yeah. Ah, you kind of ruined it. I wish it was a surprise. Yeah, no, I mean, even in the video package prior to the match, it's just like they kept saying the return of the demon in this match. So you knew Demon Finn Balor yeah. was going to wrestle this match, which was cool because, you know, we haven't seen it in forever. Yeah, but I wasn't as, like, no crazy for it as I was prior. Not like last year. Yeah. Or even the year before. Yeah. Because uh, the year before we were hot, but yeah. it's fine, Kevin Owens. So yeah. he, he's he's not getting the bigger reaction, but he still got a tremendous reaction. Yeah. But the the, the match was just kind of eh. They went through the motions. Yeah, some of the things that we didn't see live that I saw when rewatching the match really made me like the match a little less. Is like Bray was scared. Mm-hmm. Like like scared of the demon. Like really? Yeah. You scared of this? Yeah. Like when he was walking backwards and Finn Balor just stood up. And yeah, got, like all scared and nervous. I was like, "Really? How come your dreadlocks aren't fighting?" <laughs> yeah, uh, we got totally let down by this match, also because we didn't get the Mortal Kombat match that we wanted. But yeah, I think uh, you put it perfectly when you said they were just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. It's not like they got a whole lot of time no. in the match either. So th- this match was a letdown. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much a filler match or a yeah. break, break match. Yeah, break. it was the new Divas match. But like, I, I I got up and got beer during this match. Yeah, and you even said it like I like these guys, but I like beer. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Like beer, Trump, Finn Balor, and, and Bray Wyatt. And yeah, Bray Wyatt at that moment in time. Well, Balor went over. Yeah, with just Gras and Sling Blades and one, two, three. But the thing is, you could tell, and this is why I could tell. I, you know, maybe this is one of the reasons why I really didn't like the match this much. I mean, that much is. Usually when Finn Balor is the demon, mm-hmm. by the end of the match, that dude's paint is all gone. He's sweaty. Yeah, because he's wrestling blotchy a long paint everywhere. Match. This match, his paint was still fresh as a daisy. Yeah. I was like, yo, you didn't lose anything. So what happened in this whole match? Nothing. Nothing. That's essentially a whole lot what of this match was. Just it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. It's hard to talk about this match only because not a lot really happened. His paint was cool. We yeah. talk about that. Like We thought the back of his paint was carnage. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what it looked yeah. like, totally. Uh, but just like a giant mouth from the yeah. chest coming up. Like, yeah, it was really cool. 
That's the most I could really say about this match. It was the biggest mouth he painted on him so far. I was like, yo, that's a big-ass mouth. That mouth was huge. <laughs> yeah, it was. So, yeah, that was a match for Valor one, the Demon. Uh, good, good for the Demon. Yep. All too, right. too bad for Bray. Yeah, sorry, Bray. Gotta go eat another planet. Next on the card is a match for the Raw Tag Team Titles with our current champions, Sheamus and Cesaro, who I still like. Me too. Yep, and the rest of... I don't know. Anyone else could go screw them. Yeah, they got a mixed reaction. But at least they got a reaction. Yeah. Like, it's not like spattered cheers and then nothing. So, like, even even if for some reason people are getting tired of them, they're booing them. So, they're the bad guys. They should be booed. Yeah, I did the Cesaro Gatling gun hand thing. Yeah, the hell the I did, did that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think they're a really good team. I think the story that's been told mm. with the two of these guys over the course of a year has been really good. And I like their taxi driver look. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't mind it. I'm like, it's cool. Uh, they had yeah, they had camouflage kilts this yeah. time around. But they were putting their titles on the line. Let's stop talking about their attire. Let's talk about the titles. And they're putting them on the line against the Reform Shield? Question mark. Who really <laughs> cares? I wonder what they're gonna call them. Maybe they'll just keep their names like Cesaro and Sheamus. And I am talking about Seth Rollins and the Lunatic Fringe, Dean Ambrose. Or should I say, burn it down? I hate Seth that Rollins. Stupid thing. I like the pause and then you know the kick into the really heavy, awesome yeah. riff. To his theme song, it's stupid, but I like the two of these together. I, I actually enjoyed the build that they they were going with mm -hmm. in this match. I dug the stuff they were doing with Ambrose and Rollins, and this was my favorite match of SummerSlam. Really? Yep. This was a really good match. I really enjoyed this match yeah. a lot. I thought the iffy kind of teamwork with mm -hmm. Rollins and Ambrose at the beginning was cool, and I enjoyed it because it wasn't a matter of like Ambrose is acting reluctant or Rollins isn't. It's a matter of the teamwork of Cesaro and Sheamus was just that much better than the other two that they didn't allow them yes. to form like a cohesive kind of unit mm -hmm. thing. Because remember, that was one of the beautiful things about the Shield. The announcers put it over tremendously at the time, but also just the style the guys worked in the ring was that they were a unit. Yeah, you know, they 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 were a team inside and out, and really fought as one. And throughout the course of the year. Cesaro and Sheamus have become a unit. They were mm -hmm. very much, you know, just two singles guys at, at the start Started of this. Started at a best of seven match. Exactly. But they've evolved into a, a, an honest-to-God team. Mm -hmm. And since the time when Ambrose and Rollins were that cohesive unit, they've done their own thing. They fought each other the, the majority of that time when they were, they were away. So you're not going to have that cohesion right away. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the story they were telling there. Like, we're trying to get it together, but, oh, bro kick on the outside. And it's a bro kick. So now, Seth, you're in there taking a lot of this stuff. And, mm -hmm. oh, Ambrose is leaving him flat. Like, no, he's not. He's just dead outside because he took a finisher yeah. early in the match. And then the story of once they really started to get the ball rolling, the ball just rolled fast. Mm -hmm. Like, they found that groove right away. And... They were doing tandem offense, and, you know, like, the double dives yeah. uh, through the ropes were cool. The the tease for the old-school triple power mm. bomb with the two of them. And then, again, the the current cohesive team is able to cut them off at the pass for yeah. that. Like, I really enjoyed this match a lot. It, it was my favorite match of SummerSlam by far. Even the finish was good. Basically yeah. interjecting Cesaro's and Sheamus' move and having them bump into one another. What was it like Cesaro was coming off the rope? I believe so, yes. And they basically got, had him like hit back-to-back -back against Sheamus. And, and then he took uh, the knee Yeah. and then the uh, into the Dirty Deeds. Yes. Like, it, it, again, it was, it was a good um, marriage of both guys mm -hmm. finishing moves. You know, one going into the other. I mean, I thought it was really cool. 
And I also enjoyed They did the heart attack. Yes. Dean Ambrose held, whichever, I don't know. Cesaro, Sheamus up, and Seth Rollins does the, the sling blade. Yeah. Which Michael Cole called the blockbuster on the pay-per-view. And it, was, it pissed me off because it's like, no, that's the jumping move he does from the second term. Yes. Buckle over the guy, Buff Bagwell's old finisher. The yeah. one good thing Buff Bagwell had, his finisher was cool. And it was the blockbuster, so. You dummy. You called it wrong, but they essentially did the heart attack. I, th I thought it was awesome. I, I can't say enough about this match. It, it was really good, and I liked seeing Ambrose and Rollins together again. They'd been floundering for so long. It's cool to see the, the two better members of the Shield together again. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I really need to add to the match because I think you summed it up quite like nice. gushed all over it. Yeah, I, I, was, mean, I was like a teenage girl talking about her crush just there. It's cool. They, they deserve it. Well, what I think is fine. What I do find interesting is your favorite three matches of the weekend were all tag tie, uh, were all tag matches. Yeah, yeah, uh, a, a wrestling style that Vince feels you know doesn't really deserve that much merit. Mm -hmm. All I for me were the the best matches of the night. Yeah, they were, they were the cream of the crop. Yeah, but still, sanity authors of pain. I like more the story that was told in the the Raw tag team title match was better. It was I thought it was a tremendous story. Um, but as far as like physicality and in-ring work and the stuff that they did, um, I enjoyed the uh, the takeover uh, tag match more. Fair enough. Yeah. I thought Ambrose was going to turn on Rollins. And so so did I. It, it almost felt like it, it was expected no. to happen, but the fact that it didn't happen was cool. This was one of the few times I was actually shocked by the finish of the card in SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah, because I like, didn't really didn't see it coming. Yeah. Because, you know, we're such smarts. We're like, we know what they're going to do. Yeah. Ambrose turn. And they're like, no, no. not yet. Not we'll yet. probably get it. Yeah. Um, but for, for that one night, they were cohesive. We're and just cool. like, Nostradamus smart. <laughs> yeah. It, it was awesome as hell to see them in the ring uh, holding the tag titles, like, with their mm -hmm. fists next to each other. I thought it was really, really cool. I'm and still thinking, Seth Rollins still thinking about us. Smarks Adamus. Smarks Adamus. Smarks Adamus. Yeah. Uh, and Seth Rollins' new ring gear was awesome. Oh, yeah. I like the red and black uh, yeah. combo. But he was like a Kotobukiya Artifacts red. Like, yeah, like a chrome red yeah, on him. Yeah, And that looked really cool, as opposed to the New Day was more of a matte comic book red. It's true, yes. So, very interesting. New Day looking like Atrocitus. <laughs> it was crazy. But, yeah, uh, it's cool. Hey, like you said, uh, Seth Rollins and Ambrose were both floundering. Rollins was great heel. You know, and then he comes back still healed and becomes a face. And it's not, like, really good. And he has that okay promo with the Triple H. And he becomes a Kingslayer. And yeah, the, <laughs> the, ball, the ball slowly started rolling with that awesome NXT promo. Yes. When he came on that takeover, he's like, I'm taking over. Yeah, that was okay. great. When he was shaking when he was yeah. screaming. Oh, that, that was such a good promo. But now, like, you're right. They both he, uh, they're both good wrestlers. They're both good faces, mm -hmm. I guess. You know, Ambrose is just there. So having him with Rollins is really gonna help. Yeah, out. I still feel a, a heel a heel turn might be good for Ambrose in the future because I don't want to say he's lazy. I know like stuff like that's yeah. been thrown around with him, but sometimes you could tell he is going through the motions, yes. and it might just be because he's been doing the same damn thing mm -hmm. for like three and a half years. Yeah, you know, since the shield turned face, he's been doing the same exact thing. So he might want to change because the the dude's magic on the mic. I love when Ambrose talks. He's funny. He's like yeah. Roddy Piper. He's funny, yeah, but I, I randomly threw on some, I don't know, some random old pay-per-view thing, and there was a S.H.I.E.L.D. promo, and it was just like, man, wait, I haven't seen like an intense Ambrose promo like this in a really long time. Mm -hmm. I like I miss this Dean Ambrose. So it'd be cool to get that soon, but right now I, I'm enjoying what we're getting with this, and the Raw Tag Division's fun. I It's a shame Gallus and, Har uh, and uh, Anderson don't mean a whole lot, because yeah. I'd like to see Rollins and Ambrose against Gallus and Anderson. Oh, I think that would great. be a good match. Yeah. Um, 
Like, you know, if it, if it was a match that meant something like this. You know what was a good match? What? Dean Ambrose versus Seth... Um, <laughs> Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus the Hardy Boys on Monday Night Raw. Oh, was wasn't that it a good match? Yeah, because I was there live and I saw it. Oh, so that's the only reason why. I seen it. I was able to do the deletes. <laughs> uh, Matt Hardy. Yeah. Oh, God, it was awesome. They, very, they were like, very cool. They came out and they like came out here to congratulate you, but before Matt Hardy started talking, he just went, "Yeah." <laughs> so I was like, "That's great." Yeah, the, the, the small little teases that no. he still does. Yeah, they're still fantastic. And the little it was a cool generation gap because the Hardys were like, "We want to wrestle you," and Seth Rollins, uh, he delivered the line horrible, but he's trying <laughs> to be a face. He's like, "Are you kidding me? Like we grew up watching you guys. Yeah. You want to wrestle us?" I, it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. It, it's a point you could get across in like body language. Yeah, you know the he, he he could just like have a, a halfway shocked face, like looking around at the crowd, and it's just like, that denotes the same thing. Um, so yeah, it's it's cheesy to have it said, but it is a cool moment. Yeah. It's crazy that the Hardys are that guy, that team now. Yeah, where it's they just, were the Dudleys last year. Or the, yeah, before it was the Dudleys. Now yeah. it's the Hardys. But it was cool to see the Hardys versus. Ambrose and Rollins, come on. Anyway. It's uh, your youth versus, versus your now. Yeah, and uh, your youth won. Ambrose and Rollins. That's your now. That's your now. And I meant your youth. My youth. Your um, youth would be the hardest. We're in now now? We're in now now. Okay. When will then be now? Soon. How soon? Now. Okay. So, I don't know where we were going. No, from that, that. from that we go to the next match. We, uh, we spoke forever about the SummerSlam match. It was fantastic. And then you just went gaga on Raw. Yo, why not? I was there. I synced it. It was fantastic. Let's get into back to SummerSlam. Let me go back in time, Huey Lewis style, for the United States Championship match with our current champion, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, putting his title on the line against the prize fighter himself, Fight Owens Fight, Kevin Owens. With special guest referee, here comes the money and the grabby hands because he couldn't get himself out of this match. Uh-huh. Shane McMahon. Yeah, uh... This wasn't a bad match by any means, but the Shane McMahon portion of it, I felt screwed the flow up. This could have been my match of the weekend or my favorite match at SummerSlam, but there was too much Shane McMahon in my soup. Exactly. And that really pissed me off. I, it sucks at this point how, with, with the stuff they've given us with AJ and Kevin Owens, which by no means has been phenomenal, I'm talking in-ring-wise, in Yeah. the house show that we went to at the Garden where they fought oh. is still my favorite match between the two of them. Fantastic match. <laughs> it sucks. It's a house show match. You want the pay-per-view match to be your favorite match. But the match was cool. They, they did really cool stuff with each other. But still, just Shane McMahon being involved in the match really mm -hmm. just screwed the flow up for me. And it's why, like you, I can't say it was my favorite match. Yeah. Too much of it going on. You know, like the Kevin Owens pop-up powerbombing AJ Styles. AJ Styles puts his foot on the rope. Shane still counts to three. But then doesn't ring the bell. And he's like, no, I, no, I just noticed. Yeah, his, his foot. foot's on the rope. I'm like, well... He could have put his foot on the rope after the three count, yeah. you dummy. You call what you see. Yeah. That's that's the way it works. And basically, that's what they argued about on SmackDown. And he AJ, has a valid point. Yeah, AJ fought Kevin Owens, and if Kevin Owens lost, he can't go for the U.S. title unless, uh, as long as AJ AJ can. has it, yeah, they brought uh, that stipulation in. Yeah, So and he lost because of Shane. Of course but he did. Like he lost at SummerSlam because of Shane. There was too much Shane going on. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's a shame because the program started off so good with the two of these guys. Mm -hmm. And even though the referee stuff was cool too, like, you know, 
what brought it to the point to get to the uh, the guest referee. Yes. I was fine with that. But then once the guest referee was in the match, he was just involved too much, which is essentially really what happens with the guest referee. Yeah. But I don't need it. Yeah. And you screwed up what could have been match of the weekend, Shane. What an idiot. Thanks a lot. I thought SmackDown was the place for opportunity. Uh, that's what they said at the beginning, right? It's all about the wrestlers. Yeah, no. It's all about the money. Yeah, and money, money, came. money. Dollar, dollar. Anyway, <laughs> that was the match. Yeah. But, there, there, there were cool moments yeah. in the match, and AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, so of course we popped hard for these two. <laughs> yeah. My heart was torn yep. into our section full of AJ Styles gloves. Yep. And having having him come out when he came out. We, we had all shades of the AJ Styles gloves. <laughs> yeah, all shades, blue, gray, and red were yep. all represented. They didn't want none. And he was wearing red and red and blue. Oh, he's the US champ. He's yeah, gotta wear all cool. the colors. And he got a new like US title looking. Yeah, like shirt. is that the thing now when you're the US champ, all your gear just has the flag America, yo. somewhere in it? Just to remind people. Even Rusev, he didn't have flags flying, but he was like US champ yeah. right on his on his tights. Well they're probably doing that because American Nightmare Cody Rhodes Bullet Club shirt has American flag colors on it. Oh. And they're like, Oh, they love that Bullet Club sells. That sells. Let's put stars <laughs> and stripes on everything. <laughs> and it works. There's a lot of people in America. So, it is what it is. Anyway, now we're talking again to fashion and politics. Let's get back into SummerSlam. Huey Lewis. Second match, second to last match of the night is for the WWE title with the modern day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal, our current champion. Okay. No, he's more than that guy. No. Was, oh, so happy to see him <laughs> live. That, that intro cool. was so cool you live. Were. I was the only one really screaming for him. You were. No one else cared. But I care. I cheered, but nowhere near as much as you did. I like Jinder Mahal. I take a care. Putting his title on the line against the king of strong style, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, see, I was so spent by that point in the night. And also, I, I'd been there the night before. This is the second to last match, so I've imbibed a lot as yeah. well. So, I just I was just way too tired to really lose it for Jinder. I, I applauded. When he came out and, you know, probably like a, a really loud yeah. But I couldn't lose it. And also, I just lost it for Kevin Owens and AJ Styles when they came out. Now, yeah. I got to pick a guy that I'm going to lose it for. And I want to sing Shinsuke's theme song. Yeah. So I chose Shinsuke. So that's why you seem like such a sad, sad person, a lonely <laughs> person in our section. No, I seem like a proud gender fan. <laughs> and everyone else is just lazy uh -huh. or stupid or but, a combination of both. This match was okay. Yeah. I thought it was it was definitely better than the stuff Jinder had done with Orton. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You see, I, I enjoy the, the Jinder persona. I like the modern-day Maharaja uh, idea. I like when he, when he talks. I get the, uh, the, the surrounding himself with mm -hmm. underlings. I just don't love him in the ring. He's not bad in the ring, mm -hmm. uh, like... He he's he, I don't know he's he's just there right it, now. That that's kind of how I feel. He's he's a little boring. Mm -hmm. uh, I just it, really like his gimmick, his music, his entrance. Yeah, like all that stuff is set. They just really need to tweak him mm -hmm. in, in ring. Yeah, like add some more stuff to your move set. Maybe change up the way you do some things. But just just for me personally, he doesn't totally do it for me in the ring. Like I, I know I know there's a contingent of people that hate him as the champ and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I have I have no problem with him as the WWE champion. Me he just it's he different. just yeah he just doesn't wow me in the ring. Uh, sorry guys, and I feel like this match wasn't that great. It was cool. 
It really wasn't, no, I mean, what really killed it was it ended like every gender match. It's them booking him the same way over and over. He can't get the job done on his own. Nope. Singh Brothers come in. They bother Shinsuke Nakamura, and then Jinder gets to drop his finisher on him, pins him, done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's Shinsuke. It shouldn't be like that. It should be they come in into fear. He drops the finisher. He goes to pin. Shinsuke kicks out. We're exactly. Like, oh no, there's more. No, like it was. That's it done. And yeah. Like, wow. It felt a little rushed. Yeah. And also, it was Shinsuke's first loss on the main roster. Which is cool. Well, I mean, it's cool because we don't have an undefeated thing going yeah. again. But but it sucks that it was almost just kind of like a play loss, you know? And also, what was weird about this match is we all thought Shinsuke was going to win hands down. Oh, hands down. Which might be a reason why they didn't switch yeah. the title. Because they, they can't be dickish like that at times. Yeah. Or maybe they are really trying to get behind Jinder, which if that's the case, I don't I don't blame them for yeah. that. Uh, he, he's defended the title against Orton, you know, uh, an established veteran character, mm-hmm. and now he was able to beat one of the more current popular superstars. Yeah, someone so, who they built up his, like, IWGP background and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, really that. built Shinsuke up so you, you knew what kind of a credible guy this was because, you know, he's still fairly fresh yeah. on the main roster. So, from th- that perspective also, you can't piss and moan because, well, this is how you build up a credible heel. Mm-hmm. So they're building Jinder up. Yeah, we don't get Shinsuke to win. That, now they got to just have him start doing things on his own a little bit. You know, still cheat. He's the heel, but yeah. it, it can't be he that he... cheats. Yeah. Not, not his underwear. Exactly. He can't... It, it, it was the same thing we, we, we complained about when Seth Rollins was champ. Cheat, mm-hmm. fine, but I'm sick of J&J. And Kane winning every match for him. Let him cheat on his own to win a match for himself. Or Kevin Owens and Jericho. Kevin Owens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cheat, but cheat on your own. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to complain about that now with Jinder. That's all I want. I want him to cheat on his own. Yeah. So, But it it is kind of cool that, you know, people always complain. They want new things in wrestling. And then wrestling's like, well, here, here's something new. And it's just like, well, this isn't the new I want. Yeah. Well, said When I said new, I meant do as I say. Yeah, like, no, you, you... can't have it both ways. Deal with it. That's life. Yeah. You moron. But Jinder's still WWE champ. That's mm-hmm. cool uh, for, for right now. I would like Shinsuke to win it at one point. Yeah, sooner or later. Selfishly, it sucks that we weren't there yeah. <laughs> to see Shinsuke win the WWE We'll, we'll see him at Royal Rumble. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we haven't started shoving that in people's faces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to Royal Rumble next year. Yeah. Philly, baby. Yeah. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the next few months of episodes, guys. Yep. But back to SummerSlam, because we're not in January yet. Is there anything else you need to add? There's nothing else I need to add. What I need to add is actually to the last match. AJ Styles winning the match was the first time a champion retained his his title at SummerSlam. This match was the second time a champion retained their title. Correct. And this was the second shock finish for me at SummerSlam. I was like, well, okay. I'm happy, and I cheered, but I didn't see that coming. I was kind of silent, but it was more because I was like, whoa. I really wasn't expecting it. I, I, I didn't I didn't not react because I didn't like it. I not reacted because I was just kind of like, whoa, you guys got me. Holy crap. Really? Yeah. I guess that's, a, that's the highlight of the match was that reaction. Yeah, that's good. That's why we watched this crap. So good on you guys. Yeah. And the last match of the night is for the WWE Universal title. Remember that title? No. Yeah, me either. Well, and, it, and it's actually been around the last like month and a half. Yeah. And I'm still like, what? The, the you know what a waddle? Yeah. I'm like, who, the bees are in the what now? <laughs> With our current Universal Champion, the Beast, the Conqueror, Brock Lesnar, putting his title on the line in a fatal four-way match, and the other three competitors are the Monster of Hmong Men, 
and I love this guy. Yeah, you do. He's awesome, and he was awesome in this match. Braun Strowman, another dude that I love because he's awesome, and that's a Samoan submission machine himself, Samoa Joe. Uh, the last guy of the night that I popped hard yes. for. Yes, uh, New York was going jump, jump, that, jump. That jump. almost like killed me because yeah. I was very drunk. No, you know what killed you was <laughs> leather jacket, leather jacket jeans. Oh, God. That's that what killed that, me. That killed me, too. That was amazing. Yeah, any, anything that I had to hold for a long time. But, I mean, this is the last match of the night, and that JoJo Joe yeah. chant went on for a while. So, like, I'm really drunk. I've been screaming for a work day in overtime mm -hmm. at this point. And then it's just there's no pause in that chant. No. You're just screaming Joe over and over and over and over again. And this was my guy in this match, so he 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 was gonna get all of me as far rea as reaction wise goes. Yeah. So I wasn't gonna stop screaming Joe until everyone stopped screaming Joe. Yeah. That's it. Done after that. I I probably blacked out for a couple of seconds. Yeah. Well, who cares if you blacked out? Then you didn't miss anything because after him is the Cheetah Double R. Yeah. Like Roman murderer. I gotta say that every time. Yeah, attempted murder. murder. I keep forgetting to add that in the beginning. Roman Reigns. Hi, your hi, your uh, car keys, people. Just just don't show Roman your car keys. I can't even remember if I reacted to when Reigns. Came no, out. you and I sat down. We we protested Hell in the middle yeah. of the match. We did it right this year at yeah. SummerSlam. No, don't. Oh, you guys hate him. Don't boom. Sit down. Yeah, we both sat down and kept quiet when he came out. Smart man. Yeah, we we're like, no, we're not giving him the satisfaction. And then Brock Lesnar came out, and we were probably like, yeah. I got up. Well, of course we got up, but I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't lose my mind screaming. I probably screamed harder when Heyman came out. No. It's yeah, Paul Heyman. Yeah, I mean, I like Lesnar, but, like, I don't know. Anyway. I, I'm not loving him as champ, but, yeah. you know, the the monster character that they had built up the last few years, I was fine with. But at this point, I'm always going to be like, no, don't put the title on the guy that's not around. I totally agree. Well, this match wasn't even a match. It was just a whole bunch of spots. Yeah. It was a spot fest, but that doesn't mean it was bad. Usually, sometimes the spot fest matches are just straight spot fest. They get boring, or it's too much, or you can't it's take too it much. all in. Or there's no story at all. Yeah, or no story, but this one had, it was paced very well. Yeah. My only gripe is Samoa Joe did shit in the entire match. Right? He got suplexed three times and got hit with stairs twice. He only had one great spot when he was choking out Lesnar on the outside mm -hmm. and Strowman. Came running right at them to spear both of them, and Samojo got out of the way at the right moment. Smart man. And Strowman speared Lesnar through the barricade. Yeah, that was incredible. But yeah, it really sucked that Samojo was not involved in this match Just, at all. For that the was most my part. biggest gripe. My other gripe: Roman Reigns did like fifteen Superman punches, and nothing happened to no one. He needs to stop doing that move as a finisher. That needs to be a, like a collar and elbow type move for him. <laughs> because he's not knocking out anybody no. with that Superman punch anymore. I get it. They're all big dudes. And they got harder jaws than the little guys. But still, like, some kind of sell. What I thought was cool, though, in the match was the dominance of Braun Strowman. He yeah, they couldn't really... be suplexed. Nope. He couldn't be f 5 Nope. Like, he couldn't. And what he did to Brock Lesnar outside... Two running power slams on two announce tables, and then the third one flipping it over onto him. <laughs> that was crazy. Disgusting. No, they really went out of their way to make sure that he looked good in this match. So, as far as the way they booked Braun, everything was right in this match. Yeah, they definitely did everything right. They brought out a gurney and a stretcher for yeah. Lesnar. Lesnar got 
journeyed away. Strowman went on a rampage with the stairs hitting everyone. That's when the Superman punches started coming, and Braun fixed everything. And Superman then, punches and chairs. Yeah, Superman punches and, and chairs. stairs. Uh huh. And whatever, don't do that. <laughs> and then Lesnar comes out holding his ribs, and he's like, "I don't need medical attention. I'm a champion, a fighting champion." And Strowman gets taken out of the equation some way, shape, or form somehow outside. Yeah. And basically, Lesnar scoops up Roman for the F5 and pins him one, two, three. And of course, I cheered hard for that yeah. because Roman took the pin. It, it felt like Lesnar was like, this is what I meant to do at WrestleMania before Rollins showed up. <laughs> yeah. Like, here we go. Whoop. Uh-huh. I, I, I mean, obviously, I, I just said it before. Joe was the guy I wanted to win. Strowman would have been the one I was okay with. Yes. I didn't really want either of the other two guys to win this match. So I cheered hard for Lesnar because it's like, well, you're the definitely the lesser of two uh-huh. evils. Because, you know. It's like when people cheer for Rusev when he was the second last person in the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, it's like just because you're not Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And that's why I cheered because you're not Roman Reigns. So so it was good that Reigns took the pin. But it also scares me because I, I know we don't like to add a lot of substance to it unless it's it's definitely like it, um, set in stone. But rumblings like a few months ago and stuff was like they wanted Lesnar to hold on to it. Until WrestleMania, and then, yeah. you know, fight Reigns. Well, this could be a part of that story. So that that scares me from that perspective. I hope that's not the case. Me neither. But the night of, and, like, being there, and, like, oh, yeah, I cheered, and I, yeah. I was like, all right, this is this is fine. Yeah. This is not that dummy. I totally agree. And I'm already excited because, again, rub it in your face. I was at Monday Night Raw. Row 10. Thanks, Mike. And I got to see Heyman cut that crazy promo. New York was screaming with him, saying, we were saying reigning, defended, defending undisputed universal yeah. champion. Um, mentioned, you know, name-dropped UFC. But, yo, Strowman came in, running power slammed Lesnar, picked up the universal title, called it a day, and now at no mercy, September 24th or September 14th? September, whatever. September too close. Yeah, September right around the corner. Watch out. Strowman's going up against Lesnar for the Universal title. Oh! So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I hope Strowman gets it. Uh, uh, I'm sure you do. Off of Lesnar, I don't want Lesnar holding it to Mania because that'll just be a waste. That means he held the Universal title for a year yeah. and nothing was done with it. And he might be at Survivor Series. Yeah. He'll be, he'll, he'd most likely be around for the Rumble, and then you yeah. wouldn't see him until the build for Mania again. Yeah. So... But still, like, that many amount of matches. Oh, yeah. Just pay-per-view matches, you know, and, like, random uh, televised show-ups. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a little obnoxious. So I do hope uh, Braun Strowman wins at No Mercy. But that's pretty much SummerSlam as a whole. Definitely better than last year's SummerSlam. I was going to say that. Just the whole weekend I enjoyed more than last year. Uh, you didn't get sick this year from it, so that's a good sign. Yeah, no doodle butter at the end of the night, which <laughs> is fantastic. Because I only ate just the nachos. Smart man. Last year. Yeah, I was eating mad fries. Like, oh yeah, I you got went to mad town. fries. Like three orders. It was disgusting. And all that potato, <laughs> too much. And that's t- too much info for you guys, also. And that brings us to the end. Is there anything you want to add? Absolutely nothing. So I was right. We're that- gonna do it again next year. Yeah. So I was right, and I'll let me continue. That brings us to the end of episode 85 of podcast championship wrestling thank you guys so much out there for listening to this podcast whether you are eating drinking smoking walking talking dancing prancing romancing skydiving brushing fighting loving gaming gaming hugging kissing licking i ain't going down that route nope or will i no i'm cutting you off hell yeah you're gonna say goodbye for me now then this is natal saying goodbye for steve and remember we have 2000 more than you 
the winners of this match, and still, PCW Tag Team Champions, the men of 2,000 Hole.